0: Hey man, how's it going?
1: Good. How are you?
0: <laughs> Good. What the hell you got going on in the background? Oh, I'm watching a movie. <laughs> Is that what okay. you're talking about? All right. Well, yeah. Well, don't let me. Uh, no, I was just <laughs> don't let me stop you. What? What's the movie? What's the
1: movie? Uh, it's an old Betty Davis movie called The Star that I've never heard seen before. Oh. It just started. Oh. They just showed All About Eve, which I tried to watch, but I fell asleep. Ah, oh, shit.
0: Well, I don't seen- think
1: I've ever seen the whole goddamn thing I've, I oh. for some reason I don't make it all the way through I've seen the beginning and the end about
0: 20 times <laughs> of all about Eve yeah yeah that's a good movie I'm sure I've seen it once but it's been a long long time but it, that's uh, one of her best
1: you know it's funny that I was just thinking that like they've never remade it or well maybe they haven't I for TV or something but it's, and it's like it's very it's somewhat similar to Although different to A Star Is Born, which they've remade a thousand times, yeah. and they're remaking it again. You know, they're remaking A Star Is Born with Lady Gaga. Oh,
0: god! It, it, it's like every ten years it's remade, or every fifteen I, years or twenty. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah,
1: I've never seen the version with uh, Barbara Streisand.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I've oh,
1: I've just seen the that, one with Judy Garland a
0: couple times. Right. Oh, the one with Chris Christopherson and Barbara Streisand.
1: Yeah, I've never seen that one.
0: Oh, okay. Now, uh, I, I know we've talked about this before. There's a film called Now Voyager, I think, that you like a lot of Betty Davis's. Is that correct?
1: I don't know if we've ever talked about it. I've only seen Now Voyager once, but I like it.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Maybe it, it might have been somebody else that I talked. to. they said, "Wow, that movie is amazing." But hmm,
1: well, and yeah. could have been me. <laughs> okay,
0: yeah. This I, might have been years ago that we talked about it, and I, and you seem to be very impressed uh, yeah, with the movie. That's one
1: that I've only seen like once, mm. I think. But one- it is a it. it isn't a wow movie.
0: Yeah, once is enough to blow your mind, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Anyway,
1: I do love Betty Davis, and I don't think we—I guess we did at one point on the show talk about the end of feud, the Betty Davis Joan Crawford mini series. I
0: thought we had, if not on did the podcast, watch- at least in person.
1: <laughs> yeah. Did you yeah. watch it all the way through?
0: Oh yeah, all the way to the end.
1: Yeah. The it's bitter
0: end. Yeah. So to speak. Yeah. It, yeah. It, hmm? Yeah. It was a bitter end. It just wasn't, you know, there was no real, there was no happy ending. That. Oh, every, well, no. Well, no. I mean, that's the way reality is, though. Right. Yeah. Every, everything doesn't get tied up into a nice, neat little bow all the time. Right. Especially in real life. Yeah.
1: yeah. But it had that cool, um, Dream sequence at the end that was really a neat ending. Oh, yeah, I almost Although,
0: forgot about that. That was beautiful, but at the same time sad. Yeah, because, wow, yeah. what could have been, right?
1: Right, exactly. They were just two ladies that like just couldn't get around it, man. They just couldn't get drop their bullshit and get around it. Right. Sad. Yeah. But I also I think the other thing, um, there's gonna be a
0: season two of Feud. Right. With- and, Probably be a whole different story. A feud of oh, it is some Heather other stripe, said what obviously. Is. Oh, okay.
1: And I think it's the Princess Di thing.
0: Oh, yeah, I think we had touched upon that. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think
1: they've said anything more about that. But
0: so, who's the feud gonna be between Diane and the Queen? Or Charles and Diane. Right, exactly. <laughs> it, could, or, it could be either one. I mean, Jesus. yeah.
1: So, yeah, it could be. I mean, one presumes it would be mainly about Diane and, uh, and the
0: Queen, um, but don't know. We shall see. Yeah. And I wonder who's going to be playing the main characters. More right, yeah.
1: That could be really interesting.
0: Exactly. Um, yeah, I know who would be a good Queen, and I think she's already played the Queen before. Um, who's that? Oh, who's the British actress, though? She's blonde. She's probably in her 60s now. She might even be in her 70s. Oh, I can't remember her name.
1: I Damn mean, um, who's the one that played the queen in, in The Queen? Um, right. Um, oh. oh, I can see her face. Yes. Uh. Holy shit.
0: It kills me. When and I it's can't not
1: remember. Judy Dinch, it's the other one. No, it's what the it's the other English
0: actress that gets all the choice roles. Mm-hmm. And she's older <laughs> and she's great. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She's she's done so many things. So many she's God damn it, Mark. Mm-hmm. Now I gotta Google it. I know, me too. <laughs>
1: I just like who who played the queen? Who uh-huh. played the
0: queen? I wish I had uh Siri. Yeah. Well you know I do. <laughs> What's the name of the uh, movie, though? Helen Mirren. Ah, of course, Helen Mirren. The movie is actually called The Queen. Okay, well that makes it easy. Yeah, you know, for for years I've had a crush on Helen Mirren. Ever since I really? saw her in a, uh, it was like a BBC series where she played a uh, detective. And ah, man, mm-hmm. she's such a good actress, and she's you know so attractive. I mean, even now, I mean, at her advanced age, it's amazing how she's held herself together and maintains her uh, i don't know she's beautiful yeah. yeah that spark yeah i mean not just beauty but that 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 spark of humanity and personality it's just something about her right yeah yeah i know what you're saying yeah she's okay.
1: got it whatever it is <laughs> right yeah whatever the fuck um, that it, it is all right yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. so okay. i was thinking you know yeah uh, Helen Mirren as the queen and then of course since it's a Darren Starr thing it would be uh, um, Kathy Bates as Lady Di no I'm <laughs> <just kidding. laughs> oh, oh. oh, my, oh terrible my, I'm my, a bad person
0: my brain flipped inside of my skull um, uh, <laughs> trying to comprehend what you just said. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> uh, and then just went straight to the the laugh center. Because I think, um, you
1: know, he tends to cast the same actresses. Could it not be Jessica Lang as, as Queen Elizabeth? Seems, um, I mean... Oh, well...
0: Seems possible. Yeah, I guess it's possible. Hmm. But yeah. That'll have, be an interesting
1: we, miniseries. Yeah,
0: yeah, and more to the point, who's who would he cast as um, Lady Diana or Princess Diana? Right, Lady Gaga. I don't know. Yes, of course. <laughs> it's gotta be it. Or uh, um, what's the um, the blonde actress, uh, Paulson? Um, oh, Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson. Yes. She's a little too old, isn't oh, she? Oh, yeah. She could be the queen uh, at this point.
1: Maybe she would be the queen. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you never know. I don't.
1: I don't watch a lot of Darren Star stuff. I watch. Well, I guess I watch some of it. I don't watch American Horror Story, but I watch Feud. I watched Feud, and I saw a lot of glee then they put glee on right. sunday night opposite something else i like so i stopped watching it oh s- um
0: speaking of american horror story have you heard what the latest american horror story is going to be the new one that they're going to make
1: mm, no I, I i think i heard some rumblings yeah i heard it I, yeah,
0: I heard a little blurb and they said it's going to be called cult hmm yeah so
1: but we don't know more than that
0: that's that's all that I read, and that mm. and that was that was hearsay as far as I know. I think they actually one of the producers actually said that it was going to be revolving around a cult. Now whether it's called American Horror Story cult, I don't know, but it will revolve around a cult. Mm. Yeah, interesting.
1: Hey, this is all. There's other shows that they just released a couple trailers for because there's because uh, I think it's San Diego Comic Con was this was this weekend and. And Or is this weekend when we're recording this? And I want to talk about uh, them too. And I guess you know, at a certain point, we've got to start
0: the goddamn show, Browner. Yeah, I guess we do. <laughs> do we? <laughs> we we always have. Yeah, that's true. We we don't want to do a thirty-minute pre-show because we don't want, want this episode to be uh, four hours long. I mean, it'd be I don't know. To... Have
1: we gotten bored with like the logistics of doing an intro and 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 having a framework for the show? Should we just free-form it?
0: I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh. I've got an intro uh, prepared. If you want to go ahead and do it for old times' sake, uh, you know this is episode forty-nine. Man, we're almost at fifty. Forty-nine Ooh. is a magic number. Is it's it seven times seven? Ooh, yeah, it's true. I don't, I don't know. That's it's two. It's a prime number
1: times a prime number.
0: Yeah, and and it's a lucky number squared.
1: Yeah. Uh, there you go.
0: So that's pretty cool. <laughs> but then we're we're about to hit that the you know the half century. Yeah, the fifty uh, episode. mark. That's yeah. crazy when you
1: think about yeah. it. Yeah,
0: which I assume based upon our our scheduling uh, will be a Twin Peaks episode.
1: Yeah, it should be. Although, mm-hmm. are are you going to be able to edit this one and get it posted before we record and do the new Twin Peaks, or is this one going to have to wait until we do the Twin Peaks one and then go up? I. As, the, it, as it, the next one.
0: It depends on how long this episode ends up being.
1: Yeah, it could be a little bit. Right. Um, um, um. It'll be longer with me doing that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> what? I thought of something what? else I
1: wanted to mention. With you, okay, uh, I can't.
0: don't worry. All that uh gets oh. cut out. You know that.
1: Um,. Yeah, I know what it was. Okay. And Ovu Ovu has has changed. Yes. And the way the show sounds, we didn't have a lot of dropouts, but we talk o- over each other because that's just what's going to happen on this show. Ooh, and it yeah. does a lot of little weird flippity-floppity things when that... There's a lot of oh,
0: I know what flibberty. you're talking about. It, it makes that blang 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 sound as we're yeah, talking. Some
1: kind of flibberty gibbet kind of sound.
0: Yeah, we kind of <laughs> we sound like we have rubber bands in our throats as we're talking.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's weird. So I noticed that on episode 48 that I know. Oh yeah,
0: me too. Yeah, um, and it's tough.
1: Because we don't see each other when we're recording, so we're going to talk over each other. It's just going to happen.
0: Yeah, it does. It, um, I, you know, I'm not even sure if it's if it's a talking over each other situation. Sometimes uh, you'll be talking and your voice will just start rubber banding.
1: Well, there's that, which is better than the um, the thing where it would glitch out, I guess. Um,
0: well, yeah, it makes it easier to edit because I'm not constantly removing gaps, so right mm-hmm. right but
1: but what's weird too is that like mm-hmm. I don't when I'm recording it, when I'm talking, obviously, I don't hear it, and I don't hear it from your
0: end. hmm, okay, well, that's interesting. I don't know then,
1: but when I am talking, and then I, of course there's surely there's some kind of a lapse, what do they call that again um uh, uh lag time? Lag time, yeah. So, you know, all those things, I think, cause it to have odd ball sounds
0: at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, personally, I think it could be just this new version, yeah, of Ovu is introducing some strangeness.
1: Yeah, it's different. It works differently, for sure. And, and I think better, but... Mm-hmm. Like listening to episode forty-eight where there were some rubber bandy sounds. I don't know mm-hmm. what we're gonna call those. Um, I was like, "Oh, that's the new Ovu. That's what Ovu does now."
0: Well, I was assuming that it might be just part of the problem of this being a new release, and you know, and 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 eventually it's just going to go away. Right now, I'm I'm already noticing that um, audio sounds a little better. Or I, I'm not noticing as much of the, the rubber banding sound. So that's. well,
1: Ovu just had an update too. Did you update before we started?
0: Yes, I did. Yeah. So maybe well, that'll help a little too. Right. Um. That's what I was referring to. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So who knows? Um. Dang.
0: Oh, did you reset your router? Um, no, I didn't, but, uh, well, I mean, I have reset it within the past couple of days, right? It's, It's usually if I let it go for like, you know, weeks that somehow it creates problems where, you know, it dropped out. Or, you know, all that could have been tied to the fact that I was still running Windows Vista on my laptop uh, previously, and it was, you know, and and the fact that it was no longer supported by Microsoft could have been, I don't know, some sort of an issue. I don't know. I'm not going to worry about it. Right, yeah, that's true. Right, but... uh, Okay. Yeah, it's a good point that, yeah, I mean, I like the fact of resetting the router, you know, at least within a reasonable amount of time before we record. It does. Right. It did seem to help.
1: Yeah. Of course, we can always stop and reset it if we find ourselves having some sort of issues
0: during this. Absolutely. All right. Cool. Okay. Well,
1: Well, uh, hey, do you want to do the intro? And then I want to ask you about the uh, Ancestry DNA test thing,
0: too. And I got a lot of shit I want to talk to you about,
1: man. Yes. (laughs) So much stuff.
0: All right. Sounds good. Okay. Okay. So let's start this guy off then in three, two, one. Keeping podcasts weird from the live music capital of the world Austin, Texas. The city that brought you The Church of the Friendly Ghost. Brendan Walsh, The Vortex Theater, Dale Dudley, Franzetti's Jewelers, and the world's largest urban population of Mexican free tailed bats. It's a slippery slope. The podcast with the dazed and confused Mark Browner and a lodger. Hey, man. Wow. <laughs> I, Dale Dudley, huh? <laughs> Dale Dudley.
1: Well, you know, I.
0: He is a fixture. He is. You got to admit, stopped,
1: mm-hmm. I've stopped listening to that show as much. And you know, he wouldn't con- He doesn't consider me a real listener because I only listen for a few minutes every day on my way to work. Uh, right. If you want Dale Dudley to consider you a, a a fan and a real listener, you have to listen to all four hours every weekday that they're on the air. Or, or he just thinks you're shit. Oh my but, god! But um,
0: I would, I would fucking kill myself. If- <laughs> No, after listening to it one just one week straight, yeah, I haven't listened to uh, Dale Dudley in years. Uh, I I listen just because you had mentioned it to me, um, right? A few weeks ago, I had just you know clicked to it, and uh, you know, after a few minutes, I was flipping the station back to uh, 101X or to NPR, one of the two, I can't remember.
1: Right. I usually listen to... So now I listen to Jason Adeb Deb on 101X in the morning. You know, again, my commute's only 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Right. So I only hear a few minutes of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, there's they always play at least one song during that time. So I'll flip over to, to 93.7 KLBJ and listen to a little bit of uh, Dudley and Bob. And, and sometimes it's something interesting. Most times it isn't.
0: Yeah. I, th- I think and that then, might have been the circumstances under which... I had, uh, yeah, flipped over. It was because you know they had either a long commercial break or, yeah, a song that I was like, ah, I'm not really interested in hearing that particular song. So yeah,
1: yeah. So then usually there's a point at about eight fifty in the morning on my way to work when I'm getting to work to be to work at nine where uh, they're both playing commercials. So then I flip over to Sirius XM and listen to um, First Wave is my favorite ah. on, on Sirius XM.
0: Hell yeah, there you go. That's I forgot, yeah, you've got uh, satellite got radio th- in your car, so hell, yeah, that's great. I got a
1: three-month trial with my new used car, so yeah.
0: <laughs> that's right. So how, how much time do you have left before you have to make a decision whether you're going to pay to continue or not? July to August.
1: So it should be right around... The September right around Labor Day, oh, okay. about another mm, five weeks or so, I guess I have on it all right um and i I like it, but it's you know it's like why would I spend that much money when I can yeah, I think I'm just gonna buy an m p three you know there's no c d player in my car, which is to me is just fucking crazy i don't uh it's thrown my whole world into a whirl, really
0: oh and yeah that that is a downside um. Isn't there a way that you could, well, I mean, can't you just play music through your uh, phone to your speakers through the, uh, you know, the Bluetooth feature? Yeah,
1: it's just not, I, like, I, I still have to figure out a way to, the only thing I have is Amazon music mm-hmm. from CDs I've bought on Amazon. Some of them include the digital version, which you can listen to on your phone.
0: Okay. Well, you could always listen to Pandora through it.
1: Yeah, I'm not a big Pandora fan. It's got commercials. Why would I want to?
0: Yeah. Okay. So I, yeah. my,
1: you know, what I want to get is a is a Bluetooth MP3 player um, that I can load up with a bunch of songs. But I just need to. Okay. Right now, I've got the Sirius XM. So it's like, oh, I'll worry about it later.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, late, later is coming like in a couple of weeks.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know. I'm only in the car. The only time I really would really need it is when I'm on a road trip. Right. Um, Because tooling around town for 15, 20 minutes, I can listen to uh, either a few songs on my phone or, you know, like in the morning, I listen to local radio anyway, just because I kind of want to hear people talking. Mm -hmm. But there's some cool fucking stations God damn it I don't mean to get off on a slippery slope On fucking Sirius XM There's
0: some cool
1: fucking stations On Sirius XM
0: Oh I'm sure there are Uh, Hey,
1: You know there's a station called you know. So First Wave is all kind of New Wave stuff And of course that's cool They've got Richard Blade who used to be a big LA jock and he put out a series Of CDs in the 90s and, And early 2000s that had a lot Of cool New Wave songs on it They play a lot of great stuff um mm-hmm. and then there's a station called Faction which they play the other day one of the guys from Guns and Roses Duff McKagan was on there playing a bunch of old kind of not punk rock but you know they played Johnny Th- he played Johnny Thunders he played um Oh, some other stuff I can't even remember all the stuff he played, but it was like really good. I was like, "Damn, this is cool too." Hmm. And then sometimes on that station they just have, uh, they just play kind of modern, you know, or or I don't know, they play kind of hard punk, modern punk. What I don't consider punk, no FX and bands like that that I don't like. Okay. Um. But but the DJs cuss on there, which is great. The DJs are like, "Here's another fucking song that I like. It's so awesome."
0: Yeah, I mean, which, which is so much better than commercial radio where they're always constantly holding their tongue or having to push the uh, uh, seven-minute uh, dump button or the seven-second dump button to the, cover the seven up The seven-second delay. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, oh, yeah. shit. Why didn't I mention this to you before? Tune in radio. Get that app on your phone, and they've got multiple stations, and you can pick uh, what type of music. And they have, like, you know, a punk rock station or a new wave station. And as far as I recall, there are no commercials.
1: Oh, I'll have to look into that. That's interesting. We yeah. The show is available on TuneIn, In, right? Our podcast is yes, available. Yes, it there.
0: is. It is available on Tune In Radio as well so um yeah that's radio and itunes and on our website of course exactly so um yeah i I would definitely recommend tune in radio to you to to bluetooth to your car speakers hell yeah that's that's a good idea i need to look into that cool please do Mm -hmm.
1: awesome okay
0: a lot of good stuff on there
1: interesting well including our show
0: agreed yes <laughs> yeah well these days i'm gonna have to look at the uh, numbers and see how many people are actually listening to us through tune in radio i'm sure th- oh you- yeah uh i think i can i just haven't necessarily been paying attention to to those numbers so
1: right yeah
0: i'll get back to you on that
1: so when you look at numbers i know you're looking at downloads on the website yes yes are you looking at iTunes at all, or is that part of downloads on the website?
0: Well, it's part of downloads on the website because everything ultimately has to go to the website to get the information. Nothing is stored on iTunes. You have to have a website that's linked to your iTunes account that ultimately channels people to our website, though it's completely um, transparent or, or should I say, invisible to the person who goes to iTunes and downloads our podcast, right? But, but but iTunes is grabbing from our website, so yeah, we're definitely seeing that traffic.
1: I and and uh, TuneIn Radio is it the same kind of
0: idea? Yes. Yes. You just have to you have to provide okay. you have to provide those um, content conduits, uh, a mm-hmm. link that points it to yeah where our where all of our files are stored, which is our website. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Interesting. Uh Uh-huh. So, yeah. So, it it gives us a a definite good measure, you know, the best measure that you could possibly get of what what type of traffic you're getting. Hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay.
0: Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah.
1: So, So, hey, I mentioned in the pre-show that I wanted to ask you about the Ancestry thing. Did you ever get the results? I did get the results
0: back. And, hmm... Nothing groundbreaking, you know? It was saying that, you know, I was, like, a certain percentage Czech, a certain percentage German. But the the only surprising thing, it was saying 9% Irish. And I was like, hmm, interesting, (laughs) okay, all right, whatever. But it's all, you know, ultimately... All of those groups originally were you know Central European, I mean, right? The, the Celts. Right. The Celts originally started out in Central Europe and then moved to you know Ireland and Scotland um, after that. So it, that's, that's not really a big surprise that I might share some DNA with a certain population of people who live in Ireland.
1: Right. So yeah. was it just basically Germany and, and uh, Czechoslovakia and Ireland?
0: Yes. Those are the wow. Those are the the big three. Uh, you know, ones that have a certain level of confidence of matching DNA to populations in those countries and/or geographical regions. So, hmm. uh, so
1: you know, how it, detailed was it on other things? Was it just like and ten percent other, or what? Was there some things that was like one percent something or three percent something? Uh,
0: no, that was. Pretty much the hundred percent right there. Really? As far as their confidence level goes. See they I mean, they have they say there's you know the big three, as I mentioned, were ones that they have, you know, high confidence level of, you know, accuracy. But then below that they had like, you know, low confidence level of matching things and it was it was all over the map, but you know, very when there's data that has a very low confidence level, you kinda just there's no point in even looking at that because there was there was stuff from all over the world and i was like oh, okay well that yeah that doesn't doesn't make sense or hmm. yeah or okay. yeah they kind of they kind of downplay that aspect of it right but
1: it, but you could yeah. be three percent black is that what you're saying
0: uh maybe <laughs> no i could be like yep yeah. Yeah, point 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 five percent or something. Who knows? But, wow. Uh, yeah. Interesting. But as far as looking at the DNA, they yeah, they, they don't have a high, like I said, a high confidence level of any other minuscule matches.
1: Right. Uh,
0: hmm. Of course. Okay. You Here's... just did the rubber band thing
1: there that I heard. That was interesting. Okay. Oh,
0: did I? Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You sure wasn't
0: um, me? me drinking iced coffee?
1: <laughs> I wonder if it's when you're somewhat away from the
0: microphone. You know, trying I, to- I think that's the case. If you kind of pull away, yeah. let me let me test that. I'm going to pull okay. away right now, and what does it sound like to you right now?
1: Well, I could tell that you were away from the mic, but there was a small kind of a... It wasn't the rubber band thing, but it was uh, almost like a, a damper going off or something.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: There, ooh, there was a little, so... A damper.
0: Um, a damper.
1: A little, yeah. A, a little interesting stuff.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um we're never going to be satisfied with this fucking uvu. Um
1: no. <laughs> we I mean, might... Maybe we should try Skype one time just to see if it's any better or if we think it's better.
0: I I think that's a good idea. I mean, Skype yes. is free also, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. And yeah, I use
1: yeah. I've used Skype in the past. I haven't used it for a while. Okay.
0: And it's just kind of ad-based like uh uvu is.
1: Yeah, it's I don't think it uh, yeah, I think it has less ad kind of nouveau.
0: oh okay hmm all know. right so, so we so, can try it okay I, sounds
1: good okay do you want to talk about dude there's 47 people have died since we did the last show
0: um, since we did the last
1: people <laughs> who died um
0: 40 uh, 47 people seconds. of note in in your, in your uh, book
1: i've 10 15 tw- at least 20
0: yeah, I I I could probably buy that. Yeah, they're, you know. I There's mean, some
1: that I would probably I don't even have them. Well, I tr- I tried to arrange them a little bit in a, you know, we just had a a major um 80s actor pass away today. Um I've right. tried to organize them kind of in
0: a chronological I mean, not chronological
1: the other, mm-hmm. like like order. the most notable at oh. the top.
0: Okay. "Quote unquote um, order of importance." Yeah, which,
1: I guess that's what I'm trying to
0: say. Which I hate so, to say, you know, but yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Did we mention Bill Dana last month had died? No, and I, I don't know who Bill Dana is. That name sounds
1: familiar. Is he an actor?
0: Yeah, he he was he was like a character actor back in the I don't know, late 50s, early 60s. He was like a He would he played he did the character of Jose Jimenez. My name Jose Jimenez. Oh yeah, yeah. That guy. I can't remember if we had mentioned him.
1: I don't think we did.
0: Okay. Well, Anyway, oh, interesting. Oh, I would guess I guess we just started the 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 people who died segment. Cue music. well <laughs> you cued the music, so right. yes, it
1: started. It started.
0: It started. So yeah. All right. Okay. So
1: if. It, do you have a list, or do you just kind of keep things in mind?
0: Uh, I have, I have a little bit of a list here. Yeah, I've mm, got okay. um, one, two, three, nine, ten names on it.
1: Okay. I mean, yeah, I would. There's probably, like I said, I have twenty, and there's probably seven or eight that I will not mention. Yeah, um, um,
0: I'm sure there's a couple I won't either. Guess. Right. Okay. I mean, whose number? Do you, is yours sorted in order of importance? Mm, not really. Oh, okay. Yeah, kind of mentally sorted of by importance, but not not on my page.
1: Who's at the top of your list or who who would you consider?
0: I don't know. It's it was hard for me. Uh it was a toss-up between uh George Romero and Martin Landau for me. They're
1: they're in my top 3. Yeah. 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 Romero, man. You know. Yeah.
0: He he started it all, dude. Dude.
1: He he what a what a trendsetter. I remember the, I went and saw Night of the Living Dead at a midnight movie when I was a teenager, and it scared the shit out of me.
0: Oh, wow. So, so That's creepy. That's so cool. I don't think I've ever seen it at a theater. I think the first time I ever saw it was on you know VHS tape that I had rented from uh, some video store somewhere. Right. Uh, but yeah, Night of the Living Dead, 1968. Yeah. The beginning I, of all this zombie genre that people are going ape shit over to this day. Right. Yeah.
1: I, you know, I remember I remember I loved it. I mean, it scared the hell out of me. Oh, yeah. Creepy. But I loved I loved, you know, and someone mentioned this and I didn't even snap to this. But in the first one, it's really notable that um, the main character is really a black man. And uh, the kind of the secondary character is a female. Right. And in Dawn of the Dead, that's true, too. You know, the main character in Dawn of the Dead really is kind of a Dawn of the Dead is the one that really I almost couldn't watch it. It was so graphic, but I fucking loved it because the story was amazing.
2: Hmm.
1: Have you ever you've seen Dawn of the Dead where they're in the shopping mall? Yes. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I think the yeah. difference between the two is, you know, uh, Night of the Living Dead is black and white, and Dawn of the Dead is color. And right. So, I mean, the graphicness is is more way out on display in in the, his second zombie movie.
1: Certainly. Yeah. It was. It was yeah. definitely almost splatter gore kind of, um, Herschel Gordon Lewis kind yeah. of stuff. Um, but done, but done so well. And even watching Dawn of the Dead, which I also saw at a midnight movie, mm-hmm. and how bloody and gory it was, it was still fascinating. Fascinating story. I right. mean, really interesting that they're in a shopping mall because it becomes this whole essay on consumerism in America. And it was, it's more than just zombies are coming to eat people. You know, there's, well, yeah, and and in the original too. Mm-hmm. It, I mean. That was the all original. About,
0: Yeah, it was all about racism and, and uh, Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean completely.
0: Yeah, it's totally about movie is really at its core about race. Yeah. Racism. Absolutely. Um, I mean and which makes the ending of uh, Night of the Living Dead so poignant. You know, this guy has, you know, this black guy has overcome all this, you know, adversity and and comes out triumphant and then ends up being shot by the police. It's, yeah, uh, and not
1: not just the police, but uh, pretty much a, a good old boy type yes. policeman, oh, yeah. you know, a, definitely a good old southern boy type
0: right. cop. Yeah, a big, uh, you know, big, big wad of chaw on his jaw, kind right. of a uh, good old boy uh, cop, right?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, Romero just and have, there's other movies by him that i haven't seen the only, i think the only other movie by him that i've ever seen is monkey shines which i loved as well hmm. um you remember that one have uh
0: seen- is that the one where the uh the paraplegic guy has a a monkey as a companion to help him with his day to day uh you know, living yes. activities and then the, the monkey somehow becomes evil. <laughs> yeah, the monkey I think the monkey starts I the monkey starts killing people. Uh-huh. And I
1: think he starts killing people that that are I, I feel like he you know, he's like killing people who are not rude, but who are, have altercations with the paraplegic guy. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh. It's been a long time since I saw it. I just remember yeah. it was a crazy, amazing idea for a story and, done, and right. even on a low budget
0: done really well. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is, I'm not even sure if I actually have ever seen that entire movie. Um. But yeah, it's it's definitely stuck in my head because the concept is so wild. I mean, who who who, right. who, who could think of that?
1: Wow. Right. Where did that come from? I would love to see it again. I need to. Yeah. Make a. Make a point of seeing it again because mm-hmm. uh, I remember I saw I saw it a couple times and both times I saw it I really liked it.
0: Yeah, um I, I'm sure, I'm sure. But
1: yeah, he's done, you know, he's uh, done and he's done more yeah. zombie movies and right and a ton of stuff. Interesting remember, guy.
0: Do you remember Creep Show? That was vaguely. Uh, yeah, me too. I'm trying to remember what the hell it was. Was it one of those anthology type? movies that's you know it's where it's made up of several different stories put together into one movie
1: I think so isn't that the one where there's there, there's it's like three stories and one of them uh Stephen
0: King is in maybe yeah I feel like. where he yeah there's some kind of green stuff that's overtaking his lawn and ultimately he gets covered in the green stuff No well, that sounds vaguely familiar
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> Is it his lawn or his farm or something? Isn't he like a dumb farmer? Yeah, like yeah, a dumb farmer or something. Yeah, uh
0: huh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, beyond that. Oh, and then another one, another scene. What's ended about? There was something in a, a some kind of a creature in a crate, and I don't know. I can't even see. Just I, I'm just having these vague visions, and you know, right. And by the end of that particular segment, you know, they decide to open the crate up and, you know, everybody opens the crate, gets eaten by some horrible creature inside of it. Of course, I may be referring to a completely different movie. (laughs) Is that
1: the same one where, like, Santa Claus comes and kills Joan Collins? No, that's a completely different (laughs) one. Or is that two completely different ones, I know. Isn't there one, there's one that's an old one from the 70s that Mm -hmm. starts... That definitely has Joan Collins in it, and then there's something about hmm. uh, Santa Claus is uh, is a guy escapes as a serial killer, yeah. Oh, and, and he's dressed like Santa or something. Maybe. Now we're really off on a slope.
0: No, I know, because there's another, another movie out called Cat's Paw that was one of those <laughs> anthology stories that had multiple things in it. And I think there's a scene in it where this guy is locked himself away from society or something, and... And all of a sudden, roaches start appearing in his his place. And by the end of it, you know, there's millions of roaches in his house, and they they ultimately kill him. And then his body explodes, and it's full of roaches. I think that might have been. <laughs> that sounds vaguely familiar, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Another one of those I'm... anthology movies, just you right, know, yeah, that came out around the same time that the Twilight Zone movie came out. Right.
1: Yes. Yeah. All those things had a resurgence in the '80s. Mm-hmm. So, because it, it's so much, think we can thank <laughs> you know George Romero for a lot of those.
0: Yeah, but uh, you know, so getting back to jo- George Romero and you know creating the zombie genre, I mean, he he pretty much laid out everything that everybody else needed and used. To make uh, their own zombie movies. I mean, Walking Dead owes a, a debt of gratitude to uh, George Romero. Oh, and, for sure. And I'm sure that Speak- they, they have given credit where credit's due and whenever the producers and, and showrunners are talking about that. Because, you know, it's not just about zombies. There's always the story about human interaction, which is, you know, the most critical right. part of it all. But anyway...
1: Speaking of Walking Dead, I was thinking uh-huh. of this would this ties in, you know, Walking Dead had two deaths recently. They had a they had a um uh stunts guy. Oh uh, that's, that's right.
0: Yeah, yeah. John was-
1: Bernecker was his name. Mm-hmm. I, who yeah. died doing a stunt, which is just got to be awful. I don't even know how you go back to work after that. Not him, of course. I mean, the other people. Well, yeah. Jesus, that was horrible. That sounded <laughs> horrible.
0: <laughs> yeah. but, is, certainly, he didn't go back to work, yes. Yeah,
1: yeah. It Just, sad. just you know, how mm-hmm. how random. I mean, those stunts, they do crazy, amazing stunts, and I know they're super careful, mm-hmm. but, you know, shit like that just can happen.
0: Yeah, I mean... It, The only thing I read was that it was a stunt that this guy hadn't necessarily performed before, or it was at a height higher than uh, he had ever worked at, and uh, I think he missed like a pad and hit hit the concrete instead.
1: But I think he—I don't think he was actually in the midst of doing the stunt. I think he slipped before they had started the stunt or something or lost his grip or something. But I, I could Hmm. be wrong.
0: Okay. Okay. That
1: so, and, and maybe they haven't really said yet exactly what happened.
0: Maybe not. Or maybe we just, you know, it's yeah. The information has been lost in the shuffle of all the other celebrities who have died as of late.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so and then they there was a guy who like did the voice announcements uh named Randy Shell who also passed away recently. Oh. And, and, hmm. and he did like voice work on the on the I think he may have done voice work on the things that was like, you know, uh, on the next Walking Dead and uh-huh. that that kind of stuff. He was he was a commercial, he did commercial voice work and a lot of other things too. Obviously right. not a a super well-known name, no. but
0: but I'm oh, sure his like, voice is perfectly recognizable by everyone. To where exactly. They go, oh yeah, that guy. Mm. Yeah.
1: It's funny. I actually, they had a link on one of the uh, obituaries online. They had a link to his website, and you could actually go hear his reel and and oh. like he he had won some awards for voicing commercials and some other things. And so, huh? Um, That's yeah. interesting.
0: You to okay. Yeah, maybe I ought to post that link to uh, our Facebook page.
1: Yeah, I'll have to look and see if I can add that. That'd be cool. Should yeah. be able to post a link to that, yeah. All
0: right. So um, did you want to go down your uh, order of importance list?
1: Well, I mean, you know, it's a it's kind of a toss-up between Landau. Martin Landau and John Hurd passed away earlier, t- I think yesterday, actually. Right. You know, John Hurd, yes. uh, the dad in... Home Uh, Alone. Alone.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: He's in a ton of stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I I think his heyday was probably more in the 80s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Than anything. Um, Yeah, I I was looking at his Wikipedia page, and he was kind of... There was a quote by him kind of lamenting how he didn't didn't feel like he had fully lived up to his potential as an actor and had missed a lot of opportunities. And uh, I was like, well, yeah... You know, but he was, you know, he's a household name. I mean. Oh, definitely. I mean, you, you yeah. you've seen him in, a, you know, maybe not a million things, but a lot of things. So. A ton of stuff. He would just pop up in stuff.
1: I was just watching a couple weeks ago. I was watching Scorsese's After Hours. He's mm-hmm. in that. He's great in that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Back in the, like, back in the early 90s, I started loving bad, really bad movies.
0: Oh, okay. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, sure. A lot of Ed Wood and and um, which we'll, we'll talk about with Landau in a minute. But John Hurd was in this great movie in the eighties called Chud. Oh, yeah. humanoid oh. underground dwellers, right? And
0: uh, <laughs> oh, god, Mike,
1: I love. I haven't seen that movie for a long time. I would love to see it again. I just remember it was so. You know, those movies like that that were just so bad they were good. You know, they were fun to watch. Yeah. Um. Well, didn't kind of lost.
0: Go yeah. ahead. Well, didn't John Hurd also? He was in. Uh. Uh. Had a a part in Sharknado also
1: did he I can believe Uh, that (laughs) yeah I kind of lost that love of of so bad it's good Mm -hmm. uh uh, because there's uh, yeah with things like Sharknado and things like that now there's just a lot of stuff like that um I think I lost it because there's so many goddamn good movies out there to see that it's like (laughs) yeah I was like there's not enough time for the so bad they're good there's just enough time for the so good it's good
0: yeah, I, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> to be sure, yeah.
1: But I still love Ed Wood, which brings us to Martin Landau. Um, yeah,
0: Martin Landau. I mean, what a career this man has had. I mean, and he's had a he had a long life. I mean, he just died of being old. He was eighty nine. So
1: yeah he he lived a good long life, as we like to say. He
0: sure did. Um, yeah.
1: But I, I heard stories. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember where or when. You know, there's this. There's a scene in Family Guy where Stewie is talking to Landau, and Landau <laughs> keeps using words with peas in it, and every time more, more and more food comes out of his mouth and lands on Stewie's face.
0: <laughs> no, and, that's yeah,
1: hilarious. And uh, yeah, and I. I've, I I heard people say that he was like had bad breath and uh-huh. and that kind of stuff. So I I don't know, you know, who knows.
0: Well, he was old, and I'm sure he had false teeth by now. Um, so well, maybe so. Yeah, people with false teeth just notoriously have bad breath. So what are you gonna do? Right. And well, clean your like, clean your dentures is what you. Well, like he was do, old. But. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he needed some poly dent.
1: It did. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I love, you know, he's great in in Ed Wood. Wait,
0: let me ask you this about Martin Lenando. What Mm -hmm. was the the first thing that you remember seeing him in ever? Space 1999. (laughs) Uh, Yes, absolutely. He played Commander Koenig. On Space 1999, probably one of the most boring science fiction television shows ever <laughs> put <laughs> on, I, on the you know, airwaves. I,
1: I remember, I I think somebody, one of the stations back in the day when there was only three channels, uh-huh. I think one of the stations used to show it like on Saturday night at, at midnight or something. Okay. and. Mm-hmm. It would be like the only interesting thing on Saturday night at midnight, and I would try and watch it. And I remember after a while, I was like, "Okay, I'm done with." this.
0: I don't no. even remember anything
1: about it. I think I was too young to really even understand it. Probably,
0: yeah. Well, m- m- maybe the same here. Yeah, because I was I was pretty young, and but you know I had knowledge of Star Trek: The Original Series. Right, Space nineteen ninety nine was not Star Trek. Not Star Trek. (laughs) Yeah, at all. It was just not exciting. It was. I just remember it being very boring. Right.
1: It's just like you
0: know, sad to say, you know. Yeah. uh,
1: It's like Lando was in uh, some episodes of Mission Impossible, which I am sure I saw him as a kid on that show. But yes. I was so young, I very rarely made it all the way through a Mission Impossible before I wanted to go off and do something. My parents would watch it.
0: Yeah, I liked Mission Impossible, and I remember Martin Landau. he was always the disguise guy. You know, he would put on the, the, the latex uh, masks and makeup and, and, you know, pretend to be some other person and the amazing thing was is that the other person that he was supposed to look like amazingly looked like him (laughs) i mean it was like wow how are all these dignitaries and world leaders that he's impersonating just happened to look just like martin landau with a little bit of makeup on yeah imagine that yeah it wasn't it wasn't like you know he looked completely different but right. Anyway, yeah. it's it's suspension of disbelief, and yeah, uh, yeah, and it was a great show. I loved Mission Impossible when I was a kid. But,
1: really, yeah. I ne- I never. I, I think every once in a while they would have one that was kind of, uh, um, light a lighter lighter tone that oh. I might
0: like, or I don't yeah. know.
1: I, I, I never watched it,
0: it that much. It might be um. because I liked james bond at a young age and it kind of had a you know a james bond espionage feel to it right yeah a little james bond feel to it. i can see that i can see where what you're saying yeah there. yeah um so
1: but anyway. I, I i can't remember you know lando was in so many other things too i i don't know yeah but i think those were the main things people probably remember him true
0: for. but you remember seeing him in uh the hitchcock movie north by northwest
1: Actually, I didn't see North by Northwest until, for the first time until just a couple years ago.
0: Yeah, it's like Martin Landau was playing, like, maybe the first openly gay character in a motion picture in North by Northwest. Albeit, what? Albeit he was a villain. Okay, maybe it was a little bit veiled, but not much. Not much. Hmm. Yeah. You know, you not should, to go you down
1: should, another slope, but... Uh, um. Uh-huh. Uh, and, Turner Classic Movies is doing a, a whole month of, of uh, Hitchcock movies right now. Uh-huh. So it's like every Wednesday and Friday night. By the time this episode gets posted, it'll probably be over. But oh. um, hmm. I've been watching because I realized, you know, Hitchcock, I think, made I don't know how many movies. If you count the silence, it's probably like 70 or 80 movies. But even if you just count the the uh, talkies, it's got to be at least 45, 50 movies, if not more. Yeah. Um,
0: I mean, probably, yeah, a lot of them that we don't even know about.
1: Right. Well, that's the, you know, I got online and looked at uh, his filmography and and, mm-hmm. and Turner Classic Movies is actually uh, showing a lot of his stuff. They had a night early in the month of July where they showed some of his silent stuff. And, and I, I don't know why I, m- I missed that. I think other things were on TV or I was out doing stuff on a Friday night or something. Um, But I've been trying to watch as much as I can. And, of course, it goes – it starts at 7 p.m. and then it goes till 5 in the morning. And on Wednesday night when you got to work, you're just going to miss the stuff that's on in the middle of the night.
0: Right. Yeah, that's true. Um,
1: All the more reason to
0: have a DVR.
1: Yeah, that's not going to happen. But (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> I was amazed at there. There's some well-known Hitchcock things like I've never seen mm-hmm. um, Marnie. I've never oh. seen Torn Curtain. Um, uh, there's uh, some lesser-known films of his that I haven't seen. Um, yeah. So it's just like there's a time ton- when you look at how many films he's made. I was like, oh my god, I, I haven't seen a good amount of these and some of them i've only seen once and vaguely remember what happens mm-hmm. and the night i watched uh, and and it's funny because when i watch them i like i watched the man who knew too much the one with doris day and jimmy stewart yes
0: uh, a, cu- a couple days ago and i was like
1: yeah it's not that great it's okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah I and mean, it's like at, at what point do you do you start hating doris day's case sarah
1: right yeah yeah <laughs> It's like, yeah, I know you're supposed to be deeply invested in the kid getting out of the house, but (laughs) how many, how many times am I going to have to hear her in the background singing that? Right. There was a, you know, there's also like a whole scene where, and I guess some people think this is great, where Jimmy Stewart goes to the wrong place and it's like a taxidermy shop and he's looking for someone whose last name is Chapel and, but he doesn't realize he's actually looking for a place called Chapel. Ambrose Chapel. Ambrose Chapel. Chapel. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the taxidermy thing is this whole big drawn-out thing, and I was just like, "Yeesh, get on with it already!"
0: <laughs> yeah, there's some. There, yeah, there are some scenes that maybe could have been edited. Oh yeah, A And then more. Doris
1: Day is at the at the uh, they're at Albert Hall, I think, and they're playing that song, and that song mm-hmm. goes on forever before yeah. the guy clashes the
0: cymbals. Uh, right. Well, that's you know, sure. uh, yeah. He's build, building tension, uh, he's the master of
1: suspense.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. There's a point where you're building it, and then you kind of lose it if you don't. If it's just the same thing going happening for five minutes.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Good point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Right. Hitchcock.
0: Yeah, we did. It. Okay. So,
1: well, yeah. So, actually, what started that was Landau's in and North by Northwest. I've really only seen mm-hmm. North by Northwest all the way through once. Okay. And I really am looking forward to try and watching it all the way through, because I, I think it's going to come on at, like, 7 or 9 at a time when I can actually watch it
0: okay great yeah all right well then 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 we can discuss martin landau's character then
1: yeah because i don't remember getting but then again it's been a while since i saw it so maybe i just right kind of saw that and then forgot about it yeah so. he, I,
0: he, yeah he's kind of a menacing uh a villainous character character but anyway i you know whatever just watch i Just watch it again.
1: (laughs) I'll have to. I I will say this, too, while we're on the topic. You know, I've seen Hitchcock's Rope five or six times. And and now when I watch it, I hate it. I get so fucking mad at it.
0: Oh, OK. Because
1: it's really kind of awful and homophobic, even for its time. I mean, you know, it's based Mm -hmm. on Leopold and Loeb, which is, you know, Mm -hmm. we're the only apparently the only well-known gay people up until the 1990s. Um. (laughs) (laughs) it's just an unpleasant movie with unpleasant characters and and i don't buy jimmy stewart as friends with these two guys jimmy stewart's like 50 and these two guys are like 22
0: yeah what
1: are you what are you doing, hanging out with college boys and talking about <laughs> murdering people? You know, and then he Stewart uh-huh. is supposed to be this guy who talks about oh, you know, like li- talks about murder and being mm-hmm. smart and getting away with it, and then all of a sudden he flips a switch. I didn't think you'd really do it after I talked to you about it for four years in college. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's a shitty movie. When I well, the more I think about it, the okay. more I hate it.
0: Well, yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen that. I, I know I've seen it at least a couple of times. I took a, what was it called, the Language of Film class in college, and I think that was one of the films that we uh, watched, and that might have been the last time I saw it, so it's been a while. Wow. No, I'm sure yeah. I've seen it at least once since then. But
1: Well, it's another one, too, that I've very rarely seen the beginning. You kind of come in on the middle or the early part of it a lot of times, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize, mm-hmm. like I watched it a, a couple weeks ago, and it actually starts, they show these two guys killing the other guy, that they put in the trunk and served dinner on, and I didn't realize you saw the murder at the beginning.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, well, I think most Hitchcock films are best seen from the very beginning, otherwise, well, you, yeah. you you could miss some critical information. Yeah,
1: right. Yeah. All right. I mean, I I am um, I you know I come in on the middle of so many movies, and oftentimes if I haven't seen it before, I won't watch it because I'm for that very reason I want to see it from the beginning. But if it's something like Rope sure. that I've seen a few times. You kind of uh, think you know where it started, but I didn't. Uh, yeah. That's why I made a point of watching it from the beginning a few couple weeks ago because hmm. I, I was like, I don't really know exactly where this starts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, we'll kick okay. we off on a
0: slippery slope. Boy, now. we sure did. Tangenting off of uh, Martin Landau. Landau, yeah. And yeah, uh, we, we, uh, I guess we barely even scratched on him. Yeah, playing the role of Bella Lugosi in Ed Wood. I know you had mentioned Ed Wood.
1: Yeah. Um, but, uh, I was disappointed in Ed Wood when it came out because I wanted it to be a lot more. You know, there's a great book uh, called Nightmare of Ecstasy that is about Ed Wood. And,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know, after Ed Wood made Plan 9. Yeah. Uh, he kind of a drunk. Yeah. He worked in porn. Yes. Which, you know, which was like late 60s pussycat theater type porn stuff. Yeah. And they not hardcore. Really mm-hmm. Right. Although there was some, uh, you know, as the 70s came in, he died in like 77, I think. And so Hmm. there was it got harder and more and more hardcore the more he worked on stuff. And he wrote a ton of erotic novels, Hmm. um, sometimes under his own name, sometimes under pseudonyms. Really? yeah. The the post. Plan 9 from Outer Space part of the story is very seedy, but it's also fascinating. And of course, the movie doesn't even go anywhere near that part of his life.
0: No, they just wanted to do the happy-go-lucky, jolly portion of his life.
1: Right, yeah. Yeah. Which is great, Mm -hmm. I mean, but but an Ed Wood 2 would be fucking amazing. So...
0: Right, yeah.
1: You know, if you're... I would go see it. Yeah, oh hell yeah. Actually... When uh, when John Christensen was alive, I wanted to mm-hmm. write a, a screenplay called Edwood 2000 and have him play Edwood in it.
0: Um, oh, that'd be cool.
1: I thought it'd be really cool. Um,
0: that would be, awesome. but yeah, I, hmm.
1: I wish I wish. So, if you're really in, if you like the movie Edwood and you're interested in Ed Wood, you should definitely read Nightmare of Ecstasy. It's a great book. This guy, and it's real easy to read. The, the The guy who wrote it, his first name, I think is Rudolph. Like, no, Rudolph Gray maybe. His name. I, I could be wrong.
0: Okay. I'll um, look into that. Yeah. Definitely. It, Hell yeah. He
1: went and interviewed a lot of people back. And he wrote this book back in the 90s, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so people who knew Ed Wood were still alive at that point. I mean, he talked to yeah. a, a lot of different people who knew Ed Wood and, and including his, uh, widow and it's a fascinating story
0: hmm, okay
1: and landau plays a great oh
0: my god wow i i can't imagine anybody else playing that role or or being yeah. able to play that role as well as martin landau did yeah, Amaz- he's amazing amazing yeah
1: I you know Martin Landau used to um or Martin Landau I'm sorry uh, Bela Lugosi used to like drink I think he drank formaldehyde
0: wouldn't surprise me
1: (laughs) yeah something that you know he was like a drunk and Mm -hmm. and 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 had no money so yeah well interesting stuff about him in the book too
0: okay they don't Hmm. really
1: get into in the they they touch on it in the movie but they don't go as deep and as dark as the book does
0: well I mean you know they talk about Bella Lugosi's. What do you have? A heroin or a morphine addiction? I think it was
1: morphine, actually. Yeah. Yes.
0: So wow. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was pretty fucked up. Yeah, definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. But um, I'm, sure, I'm sure they put a little bit of a gloss on it for the movie, right. Ed Wood, but
1: yeah, still, it's, it's uh, yeah. And then when you see the Ed Wood's work, you know, Lugosi in in Glenn or Glinda with
0: poor the strings.
1: Oh my <laughs> God! Just, yeah. Have you ever seen Glenn or
0: Glinda, the yes. actual movie? Yes, and the way that that Bella Lugosi did it, I mean Landau was completely faithful oh, to yes, the to the delivery. It was yes. they're identical.
1: It's it's perfection. <laughs> yeah. It it you know, certain things like that, Ed Wood the movie, just hits the nail on the head with it. There's oh, yeah. some yeah, so mm, yeah.
0: To be sure. In indeed.
1: <laughs> I could. We could do the whole show about Ed Wood. I love Ed Wood a lot. Um, right. And I've read a lot about him and tried to see as many of his movies as I could. Mm-hmm. And they keep finding newer ones. There's a couple ones they've found from the 70s that are basically porn movies. But okay. even in, when he did porn movies, he, you know, there was a, back in the 70s, they still had a story. They still had the semblance of a story in them somewhere.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Of course.
1: So there's some some ones that have been discovered that I would like to. To, that you can get on uh, online. You know, you can buy copies, D V D copies of them and stuff okay. that I would like so
0: they, to see. So they they are available now. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Wow. Interesting. Yeah. And a ton that's not I'm sorry to keep going on.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Hey man, I'm I'm just as interested in hearing about this as you are of, of talking about it. Because this is this is all. This is new information to me. I am. Yeah. I am a hundred percent on board.
1: I mean, that was one of the cool things about
0: the book that uh,
1: Nightmare of Ecstasy as well is that it had a filmography mm-hmm. where he tried to find every anything he could find, you know, that Ed Wood had any part to do with, um, including little short porn films and and like Ed Wood wrote and and maybe even produced for some company a whole. F- Slew of films that were were under the guise of sex education films, but they were really porn. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And uh, and then also every he tried to find every uh, erotic f- novel fiction that that Ed Wood had written, and there there's probably fifty books listed in there. Um, and he wrote a, a variety of stuff. Not you know not all of it was transvestite or or um, uh, or even heterosexual. So Mm -hmm. there was a, Hmm. it's just really, that book is so interesting. It's a goldmine for anyone who's interested in Ed Wood. Ton of information.
0: All right. Well, hell. Okay. I'm going to look for it. All right. Yeah. Cool. Okay. All right. Anything else about Martin Uh, Lando? No, I guess we covered it. We
1: covered that.
0: All right. And Uh, there's
1: mm -hmm. so many, you know, the other one that was a couple days ago, the guy from Lincoln Park.
0: Right. Chester Bennington. Yeah. Yeah. Who. I'm not a. Not yeah. a Linkin
1: Park fan, but yeah. sad.
0: But it, it, yeah, it appears that he was good friends with uh, Chris Cornell, who died in May, or committed suicide in May. I, I, right. I, and so, yeah. So did he just follow in his friend's footsteps and end it as well?
1: Right, Yeah. I haven't read that. I saw that online where that was something that someone they were talking about, but I I haven't really followed up and read a whole lot about it. Yeah, um, I mean, so
0: and the sad thing about Chester Bennington is didn't uh, Lincoln Park just recently uh, released a new um, album and they were mm. about to go on tour to promote it? And well, obviously that's you know, that's over. That's done. Not going to happen. Not yeah. going to happen. I wow. Mean, so, you, you know, you would think, you know, he's, 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 you know, he's back on the rise, you know, his career's back on the rise, but obviously right. something, something else obviously overshadowed that and it wasn't enough to keep him here.
1: Right. It's so funny. Cause yeah. I mean, wasn't being a rock star, the whole dream when you were a teenager, it's like the dream. <laughs> yeah. I, I and know. so hmm. when someone like that kills themselves, you're like, but but dude you were living the dream but you know that you know that's that's what what we thought was the dream could could be not a pleasant experience yeah you know plus i mean
0: yeah and 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 he was dealing with addiction issues right as yeah. well there's so there's always
1: that there's always money issues there's always right you know when i think about it, like just the idea of being it in you know when you're a struggling band and being on the road in a van with the same guys for months on end just seems i'm just like oh i don't think i could take that i don't care how famous <laughs> i was gonna get well i, I don't want to do the fucking leg work <laughs>
0: <laughs> well i'm sh- i'm sure initially it's you know it's exhilarating it's the, the time of your life but at some point in time it yeah Maybe it becomes right, yeah. it becomes like I mean, work, you know.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure you know. Although Linkin Park, are, you know, people they're a household name. People have heard of that band. Mm. Who knows how 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 financially rewarding it was, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, wasn't he also with the Stone Temple Pilots as well? So I mean, oh,
1: possibly, yeah, yeah. He so.
0: had uh, he had a pretty amazing career, I would say. So yeah, yeah. So it's sad, thing- you know, when yeah somebody you think of has got it all apparently doesn't feel that they do
1: right yeah yeah it's hard to it's hard for the common person ha huh, like us right to, fa- to fathom it but yet mm-hmm. at the same time if you really think about it it's it, it's not that hard to fathom that you know right because someone's living the thing that we thought was the dream when we were kids teenagers mm. mm-hmm. doesn't, re- doesn't really mean it's the dream that right. they are living.
0: yeah yeah, of course.
1: Speak uh, And other musicians, there was a guy named Gary DiCarlo who was in a band called Steam who had a big hit song called Na 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 Na, Hey Hey, Goodbye. Remember oh, that song?
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't see that. Uh, one. I, I, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that was a few weeks ago. That was two or three weeks ago. Okay. Um, and he was an older guy. Um, you know, obviously that song was, I think, in the early 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those songs everybody knows... Um
0: and and many bands have sampled.
1: Yes, yeah. You hear it at every freaking uh anytime there's a uh, someone gets booted in a sporting event, somebody gets what do they call it where they're not allowed to play anymore in that game. I do know what you call that. I can't think of the word for it. <laughs> where
0: Red carded. Now okay, that, sure. That's only soccer. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but ejected. 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 Yes. Okay. You always hear that song when somebody from the other team at a sporting event gets ejected. Um,
0: right. Of course. Yeah. Let's hope that they uh, got royalties for every time that was played.
1: Let's hope they don't play it at his funeral. (laughs)
0: Oh, 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 oh,
1: oh. I'm so sorry. I just thought of that.
0: Unless he, uh, unless he particularly requested it in his will that it be played, then it would be. Then it's humorous. (laughs) Now I want it at my funeral, right? (laughs) No, no, no. No, oh man, just just low. Only low is going to be played. Yeah, at your funeral. that's right.
1: Low is what I want at my funeral. Right. Um. There's others. I'll make a list, of you know when the time comes. Uh-huh. So you can have that. Um, yeah.
0: Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> no, no <laughs> it doesn't sound good. Oh, Well, thank you. Okay. Um.
1: Yeah. So just a few more since I've got them written down here. Do you got uh, Dave Rosser, who was a guitarist for the Afghan Wigs oh
0: i missed that one okay yep that's some of these have been a
1: couple weeks ago because it's been a while since we recorded a full episode that wasn't twin peaks
0: right that's true
1: um some uh an experimental music and composer called pierre henry who i had never heard of hmm all right a guy in two live crew whose name was fresh
0: kid ice also known as the chinaman right yeah I, i did see that one yeah so yeah and he was relatively young he was our age i think
1: i i think you're right yeah he was 53 i think is what i wrote down here mm-hmm. so yeah right in, he's in 2 live crew remember 2 live crew of i course. vaguely remember them yeah i do um
0: you got the uh, uh huh hmm? oh, oh yeah yeah go ahead continue
1: one of Elvis Presley's flunkies named Red West
0: Right, yeah, I did see that
1: Mm -hmm. He definitely had to be up there
0: Right, he's on the list Uh, Did you hear about, what about Nelson Ellis? Nelson
1: Ellis, oh yeah, the guy who was in True Blood Right, he was in True Blood
0: He played the character Lafayette Reynolds Who was, I think, a pretty big character in that show Uh, Yeah, I've
1: never watched that show
0: Yeah, he was also in the movie The Butler. Uh, He actually played Martin Luther King in that movie.
1: Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. The Butler's a great movie. Have you seen The Butler? Oh,
0: hell yeah. I love that movie. Oh, man. Amazing movie.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. That's Lee Lee Daniels, right? Lee Daniels, The Butler is what they had to call it for some crazy reason. Yes. Lee Daniels is a really interesting filmmaker. In fact, he made a movie. I was thinking about this when we were talking about Helen Mirren. Okay. He made a movie with Helen Mirren and Cuba Gooding Jr. Uh
0: Uh-huh.
1: Where where they're hitmen and they're also lovers?
0: Oh, what movie was I, that?
1: Yeah, I can't remember what's called. But after huh. I saw, uh, after I saw Lee Daniels' The Butler, a few uh, like probably a year later, I watched this movie called. It's got Zac Efron in it and Matthew McConaughey, and it's called The Paperboy. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a Lee Daniels movie, and it was really kind of it had a real it was almost like a Southern Gothic, but in color. Okay, crazy kind of movie, and
0: uh, that sounds familiar. And I think I've
1: seen it. It was one of those movies that a couple years ago McConaughey was in when he was having his big
0: resurgence. Uh huh.
1: And it it's really a great movie. Yes, it's I really have actually seen good. it.
0: It's kind of because the. What- the the villain in that film is played by um, oh god who's the guy in um, high fidelity John
1: Cusack that's John, right John yeah, Cusack John
0: is Cus- the villain yes yes and he's a sick ass villain in that movie yes and yes. Uh, J- uh, yeah. C- sierra loves John Cusack and all of the you know his earlier movies and so it really was disturbing uh, for her to see him as a villain in uh, the paperboy
1: yeah did you watch that movie
0: yes it's I couldn't tell you the storyline it's been
1: too long but yeah I saw it probably within the last year and um mm-hmm. it's just you know yeah so you would remember it's it's got a it's a really weird kind of southern gothic vibe but also kind of not cheesy, but kind of—I don't know what the word to describe it is. It's—it's it's a really different movie.
0: Cheesy, and, like a pulp, and, like a pulp novel. Cheesy. Yeah,
1: well, cheesy to me. Some people uh. consider that a, a put-down. I don't. Cheesy uh. to me means kind of—I don't. Again, so bad it's good. You know. Mm. Okay. It's got a real, but cheesy isn't the word I'm looking for. It's got a real, um, campy funky f- almost campy vibe to it yes
0: okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah got
1: it's, it. it's very funky you know it's got mm. a real funky feel to it the, i was just googling <laughs> here the movie the movie with cuba gooding jr and helen mirren they're lovers and mm-hmm. and um uh, hitmen is called shadow boxer oh. came out in 2005 and it's hmm. also kind of cool and funky and weird and uh, i guess what i'm the, the the kind of idea i'm thinking about like paper Boy and Shadow Boxer; those are movies that if somebody saw them and said, "You know, that's a piece of shit," I'd be it'd be hard to argue with them. But <laughs> at the same time, I really liked it and thought it was kind of great. All right, so you hmm. know, it's, they're not easy to defend to to detractors, but okay. um yeah, whatever the word for that kind of movie is, yeah, <laughs> guilty <laughs> pleasures, I guess, or or something like that. Yeah, all right,
0: yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Wow. How did we get up um, on that tangent? Oh yeah, we were talking about Nelson Ellis and the and then Lee Daniels, the, the butler.
1: Yeah, right. yeah. Okay. Sorry, I took us down that slope. No, that's
0: cool. That's cool. <laughs> um, uh, some other names. Uh, Melvin Deacon Jones, who was a American be- blues musician, died. He was like 73 years old. Hmm. Um, Didn't have that one. Okay, what about Stevie Ryan, who yep. was a uh, uh, a YouTube star, then got her own show on VH1 called Stevie TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently she committed suicide. At, yep. she, was, she was like 33 I, years old.
1: I've never heard of her. Uh-huh, but I did read that she had committed suicide. I don't know what that was all about,
0: yeah, that's yeah sad. There was another mm-hmm.
1: youtuber did you hear about the guy His name was Pedro Ruiz no. who he tried to do this stunt where he where he had he held a thick book in front of him and had his wife shoot him with a gun and oh, thinking yeah. that the book would stop the the bullet and right. it didn't
0: no killed her hus- husband, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I, and they apparently had done several kind of stunts and and prank type videos on YouTube. Yeah, I, I just think there's a special place in idiot hell for dumbasses like yeah. that. Yeah,
0: well, I, I mean, I think they won the Darwin Award with that one. It, yeah, that's definitely. I mean, yeah, I hate to, I hate to I, say it when you know somebody dies, but I mean, come I know, on, yeah, come on, yeah.
1: I mean, if you're that desperate for fame yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's hard to have any sympathy for you
0: right i uh i blame andy warhol
1: oh it's all his goddamn fault <laughs> that fucking warhol and his 15 minute thing
0: nah he was just being prophetic you know he so, was yeah, yeah. i That's mean all.
1: youtube is an andy warhol production if there ever was one.
0: oh my god yeah it's the logical conclusion of uh yeah his his vision um Warhol's america yeah right um I've got one more on here, and this was uh, a British actress, Deborah Watling. I saw that. Yeah, she played uh, one of the companions of the second doctor uh, on the BBC TV series Doctor Who back in uh, from 1967 and 1968 when Patrick Troughton played Doctor Who, and uh, she was one of the companions named Victoria Waterfield. But
1: Let's go uh, down this slope.
0: <laughs> well, the thing is, is that only... Like two episodes of her um, uh, on Doctor Who still exist because the BBC had a practice of wiping videotapes back in those days. Oh, wow. So there's like, you know, many, 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 many episodes of Doctor Who uh, right around the, you know, 60s. Kind of
1: like uh, The Tonight Show. There's a lot of Johnny Carson's Tonight Show that they wipe the tapes off that are just gone forever.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, wow. How could they not see how important certain things would be in the future. How, how could they be so short-sighted? And, right, yeah. Right, it and,
1: seems it seems obvious to us now, but it's kind of the same thing of the lost films from the early days of film, where uh, they were just kind of considered disposable throwaway things, and you're like, oh my God. Right. How I could mean, they feel that way?
0: Well, that's true, and then also they were made of a, of, of a very flammable material, some of the older films, and they... You know, weren't stored properly, and and there were big fires that you know burned up just you know thousands and right. thousands of reels of film, and and not to mention just bad storage conditions where film just deteriorated, and, and, right. and all this all this information is is gone forever. Right? Yeah. There were several sad.
1: films too that I think um, uh, that I think I don't know if they were. Uh, the, the there was they used silver somehow in making the prints mm-hmm. and and it uh, got melted down for their silver content. Oh. Um, I think, some of them I think during World War II, although I could be mistaken about that, but. Wow! Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah. Um, wow. I got There's another slope we could go down, but there's two actually. Okay. Uh, sometime we'll go down the slope of of there's this lost film that that I would that will never get found. I doubt there'll ever be a copy of it that is so amazing that we will talk about. But mm-hmm. um, what do, what do you think about the other slope? Is uh, we were talking about Doctor Who and the female Doctor Who. Oh right, is yeah. is in the news this week, right? What, I'm not a Doctor Who fan. I think you know that. I've never watched a whole episode of Doctor Who ever. Oh,
0: yeah, I've 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 watched a lot of Doctor Who. I, I, my favorite Doctor Who was Tom Baker back in the eighties, uh, I guess. Right. But then when when the reboot of Doctor Who you know happened in whenever that was with uh, 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 God, I can't remember the actor's name now. Uh, anyway, the most recent reboot, uh, I've been pretty consistent in watching doctor who and all its iterations and i think i have zero problem with there being a female doctor who now i think it's a great idea It probably breathes some new life into the series because it's you know it's gotten a little i think it's gotten a little stale you know over the the past you know well isn't isn't doctor who like uh
1: spider-man where they've had a different one every two years it seems like
0: uh well yeah see see the doctor whenever he dies he regenerates into uh, another doctor
1: oh so at least they have a viable reason not like Spider-Man where it's just like ah oh, let's get somebody young no
0: no it's like you know he he'll be you know injured beyond repair and uh, instead of just you know dying like a human being would right? because the doctor is not a human he is an alien from another planet called Gallifrey and uh, I didn't know that so yeah when he yeah when he dies through injury or, or something his hands feet and head start throwing out gold yes. light kind of like when the giant was on Twin Peaks was uh, had that gold fountain coming out of his head <laughs> kind of oh, like really? that. uh-huh and then uh, yeah then he uh, appears in a different ar- incarnation either as traditionally starting with the original series he would get progressively younger but then in the recent incarnation he'll get younger he'll get older he'll you know cuz the you know the, the the last one we had was a guy in his late 60s i guess um, hmm. uh peter capaldi was the latest incarnation so now regenerating into you know obviously a younger person and and also being a woman and it makes Perfect sense because in this, uh, when Peter Capaldi, the the latest doctor, uh, he his nemesis, who is also a an alien from the planet Gallifrey, is known as the Master. And uh, the most recent incarnation was known as uh, the Mistress because be the the Master, the Doctor's nemesis, was a female. So that laid the groundwork for the Doctor finally becoming a woman, or in the form of a woman. So. Uh, hmm. you know, it kind of telegraphed it a little bit, saying that hey, you know when these when these beings regenerate, you don't know what you're gonna get. It was just luck of the draw that they were a man every time. You know the last yeah. thirteen times, and now the fourteenth time is it's gonna be a woman. Let me ask you this because I know nothing about Doctor Who. Really, uh-huh. what
1: what what does he do? Is he trying to keep aliens from wiping out the Earth? Well, what's
0: uh, well he's uh, he's a time lord and. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And so he has this machine called the TARDIS, the Time and Relative Dimension in Space Machine. That's what TARDIS stands for. And he can travel through space and time. So he can go back in time. He can go forward in time. And he... A lot of the times, he just he just comes and helps save the Earth from either uh, an alien invasion or some bizarre set of circumstances that could necessarily lead to the destruction of the Earth. But then also, he's also fighting other alien races like the Daleks, which are... A bunch of squirmy little creatures that uh, uh travel around in robotic bodies and also the cybermen and any number of uh of, of interstellar of villains from out there who are who are bent on either destroying the universe or taking over the the uh, you know the universe so this
1: oh it's all about the universe not just earth
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And and some stories take place on, you know, on other planets or, you know. What's the opposite of fascinating? Because that's what that sounds like to me.
1: What an asshole! Yeah, you're, what a dick! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, any Doctor
0: Who fan out there is like,
1: yeah, that asshole. What is? T-? Yeah, but well, you know, th- th- dumbass doesn't I, know what's good.
0: Okay, now my what I always liked about Doctor Who wasn't necessarily the science fictiony stuff or the timey wimey stuff. It was, it was. I thought it was funny as shit. I thought that because my first introduction to Doctor Who was Tom Baker, who was hilarious as the Doctor. That's that's what's interesting. It's okay because I think
1: that's what I remember hearing is that yeah, it's it's that's why I'm sorry, that's why people loved him was he was had a lot of character and personality and was it was more
0: light. Absolutely, I mean that's what it is. It's the Doctor's personality and his. Interaction with his companions, his companions typically are people, uh, just normal people from Earth that he sees something in and thinks that they're, you know, inquisitive people. And so he brings them on as, you know, companions to travel around, you know, space and time with him. And it's a lot of the storylines are around, you know, those companions kind of dealing with their own lives and, and, and how it intersects with, you know, this exciting life of traveling with the doctor. Hmm so interesting yeah and so like i said the the first doctor i knew of was yeah in the i guess late 70s early 80s tom baker was amazingly gifted actor and hilarious i mean just uh
1: i think that's yeah. you know i remember people being into doctor who when i was in high school and mm-hmm. so that was probably right around the same time you got into it right although you're a couple years younger than me yeah. um and it's just one of those things that i never got into and i don't know why? Other than it was, it was even before the age of the VCR, so I think you had to watch it on PBS or something. Yeah,
0: and the and the special, yeah, it was on PBS is where I I first saw it, and it was you know it was kind of spotty as 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 to when you would actually get right. know, a new episode, and there was probably a couple of year lag time between when it was originally broadcast on the BBC and then finally making it to PBS. Right. So it wasn't like nowadays where, you know, it's we've got BBC in America station where, you know, right. you can watch it on. And uh, so, yeah. And the thing about it, the special effects on Doctor Who in the early 80s were terrible. They were almost laughable. But that, that wasn't why you watched it. You watched it because the Doctor was such an, an interesting and entertaining character. Right. Yeah
1: yeah i remember i don't who came after uh what was his name again tom
0: tom baker baker
1: do you remember yeah. who came after him
0: uh peter davidson maybe okay. he was an actor who is who did a, a a bbc series called all creatures great and small uh, oh yeah yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. about mm-hmm. uh
0: yeah about uh, some english veterinarians but anyway, um, yeah, and, you know, I was kind of sad when Tom Baker stopped being Doctor Who, but. Oh, right, well, you know. right.
1: Yeah. You know, when I was in my 20s, I, I'm, i let me think about where I was working and what year that was. It was like 85, 86, I think. No, no, no. 86, 87. Mm-hmm. Um, someone who played Doctor Who, and I don't even remember if it was the the current one or a former one. Yeah. Did a, did a. Uh, a thing at a hotel where you could go and see him and meet him maybe he was maybe he was selling a book you could buy and have him sign i can't remember but Wh- which my one? mom liked doctor who oh okay Uh huh. and so it was her and it was actually on her birthday so we went and she met him and he sang happy birthday to her and i still don't re- i can never remember
0: which actor that was
1: <laughs> hmm. i don't know who it was but it was
0: one of the older ones yeah okay
1: um you know, I'd like to think it was Tom Baker, but I don't think it was.
0: Okay, well, it could have been Peter Davidson or Colin Baker, who was, I think, after Peter Davidson. Maybe it
1: Davidson. was Colin Baker.
0: Yeah. That sounds more familiar. He was kind of the uh, new wave Doctor Who. Was he young? This yeah. guy was older. Oh, okay. Huh.
1: Maybe. maybe o- I don't...
0: Older when? I mean, in like 87. Oh, well, yeah, he'd still be pretty young then, Yeah.
1: Yeah, this guy wasn't, he was, uh, maybe it was Tom Baker, I don't know, I'll have to ask my mom. But I know it it isn't, because Tom Baker is the one everyone loves, I remember, I know that. Tom Baker is like...
0: Yeah, he's the one with the mop top and the big long scarf, and the floppy hat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: This guy, I feel like he had curly hair, Uh huh. and it was British, probably in his, well, British, duh, probably in his 50s at that time.
0: Was it curly blonde?
1: It was more curly blonde brownish gray it was graying at the time of course i'll have to ask her and tell you
0: yeah you should i yeah there was one there was there was a doctor after colin baker who kind of was the one who ran it into the ground or people blame <laughs> I, I think that might have been the
1: one actually i Oh,
0: I can't remember his name. Oh, shit. Now I feel bad.
1: I don't even know if you said the name if I would remember, but... Yeah, it it, it
0: ran straight from 1963 to 1989. Uh, That's amazing. It is. Wow, it's crazy. Uh, Sylvester McCoy. That's
1: definitely... I don't think that's who it was.
0: But he was... Yeah, he was was an older... I think
1: it was Colin Baker, because I know it wasn't Tom Baker, because... Right. You, and and I don't think it was Peter
0: Davidson because he yeah, he doesn't have curly hair. Colin yeah. Baker definitely had curly hair. I mean, he, maybe my memory of him being young is a little mistaken, but
1: uh, I think it was probably Colin Baker. I I can
0: see that. Yeah. I think
1: he had just, I think this was around 87. He had just stopped being Doctor Who. And and I I think maybe he had written a book. Well, I'm looking at the timeline here too. So, you know, maybe I'm misremembering, but I feel like maybe he he had just written a book. Okay. Possibly about being Doctor Who. I don't know. I can't remember now. I'll have to ask my mom.
0: (laughs) Colin Baker now is 74.
1: And this was like, 35 years ago so he would have been about 40 i mean that's he may have just looked a little older than he was in real life it's very you know, likely you know, i was 23 or 4 so 40 might have looked like 50 to me at that mm-hmm. time
0: yeah you know? i mean he had yeah curly kind of curly blonde hair a little pudgy yeah that's him i'm almost i'm 90 percent sure that's oh, him, okay so. all right yeah well, that, well that's still uh, that, that's pretty cool
1: it was cool. He sang happy birthday to my mom. He's just really nice, you know, he seemed like a really nice guy. I mean, in the in the minute that we were there talking about right.
0: him. Right. No, that's <laughs> that's cool. Don't you wish you had the uh, smartphones back then? It could have been you could have had yeah. that recorded. Wow. What a memory.
1: Didn't oh, even bring any kind of a camera, yeah, and I remember too, I think it was real spur of the moment. I feel hmm. like we kind of heard about it, and then i was at I was up at work in Houston, and it was at a hotel somewhere near where I was working, and Mom and I think my cousin was visiting at the time, and they came up and we went over to the hotel and Wow, yeah,
0: just does, real this, random was kind this of thing. in Houston, yeah, wow, that's cool, well,, yeah. she, she still got the autograph. she does somewhere I'm. I'm sure. Yeah. Yes, just, yeah. I don't even
1: know what he signed. Maybe he signed the book. I don't know.
0: I would imagine. You know, that's yeah. the whole yeah. That's the whole point of a book signing, right?
1: Right. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to ask her. Okay. I mean, he may have just been there promoting that. At that time, the 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 Doctor Who shows might have just been starting to show in Houston. Hmm. He may have been there promoting the fact that he was the Doctor that we we were gonna see on PBS. I don't know.
0: I who knows. Yeah. Interesting. Well, okay. Anyway, I'll
1: well, you, ask my mom about yeah, it. Yeah. Please and,
0: do. I'd like to. I'd like to hear the the story behind this this yeah. momentous meeting and singing her happy birthday. That's pretty cool. Excuse me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll I'll edit that sneeze out.
1: Okay. Thanks. I appreciate
0: it. <laughs> sure. No problem. Hey, no.
1: while we were talking about that, we were all mm-hmm. I mentioned Spider Man. I don't know why there has to be a new Spider Man every five minutes, but. Um,
0: <laughs> It's called what, mil- Milking That Cash Cow.
1: Yeah. Speaking of milking, um, that new <laughs> Spider-Man's kind of cute, whatever his name is. I don't his name is. <laughs> whatever that kid's name is.
0: Uh, okay. I, I, don't know. Uh, I don't know who the latest Spider-Man is going to be.
1: Oh, you know, he's. I don't remember what his name is either. He's not that cute. He's somewhat cute. But he's, you know, it's like, I mean, I guess because Peter Parker's a teenager and nobody can stay a teenager forever. Nope. That they keep doing new ones. But, you know, to- nobody could do it better than Tobey Maguire did. Right. So what's the point of even trying? Uh, yeah. You know,
0: money. Money is the point of trying. We all Of know course, that. man. I mean, we've been inundated. With superhero movies, these, you know, for this past 10 years. And it's just, it's escalating.
1: Yeah. What I call fanboys. Fanboys took over Hollywood, and it's been, it's been <laughs> horrible as far as I'm concerned. Um, although yeah. there's certainly enough good stuff out there. Right. Um, Damn, another slope I want to go down here.
0: Well, let's do it.
1: Speaking of new good movies, right. you and I went to the Austin Films. We should wrap up the People Who Died thing first, but.
0: Okay. All right. There's
1: a ton of new good movies out I want to see. That's my point we'll get into in a moment.
0: Okay. So uh right now we're at the end of uh, the people who There's, died.
1: There was an Austin guy. Did you are were you familiar with Steven Rice? <sighs> he was on K U T N K O
0: O P Coop. Stephen Rice. What that name sounds familiar, but I, I can't say that i know tell me more i
1: I, that's really all i know about him he worked he worked in austin radio he was in his 40s and uh i put him on the list because he was from austin and Hmm. um he died from injuries sustained in an atv collision oh shit i don't know what the story is on that but i know i saw a couple people that are friends of ours on facebook post a you know kind of an rip thing to him and and um but i Didn't really, couldn't really find out much about him.
0: Okay, well, uh, all right. Well, it makes me want to uh, do a little research then. Next episode, we'll, I don't know, we'll we'll say something. Yeah, right.
1: And then I think we should mention too that you lost a member of your family.
0: Oh, well, that's true. Who who has been mentioned on the show? Uh, uh, Daisy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Yeah. We uh, unfortunately we had to put Daisy down, and uh, so was sad to lose her but you know what are you gonna do she, she was, was
1: fairly old right yeah she for was a like cat.
0: she was like 14 years old yeah. so she had a good long life and as probably people remember from a previous episode uh you know she she had some health issues you know she was a diabetic cat and uh, so we were giving her insulin and stuff and so think you know things were going downhill for her and uh yeah, one day, uh, uh, probably as a result of receiving an insulin injection, her blood sugar dropped dramatically low. She went into uh, basically a coma and pretty much never came out of it. Well, we took her to a animal hospital because it was a Sunday and no regular vets were open. So they managed to get her blood sugar back down, but it was too late. You know, the damage was done and she never right. regained consciousness so we put her down and uh so she's now buried in our backyard right next to my other cat that i lost many years ago uh kochka so yeah, had like, a russian cat yeah no it's that's the kochka is the Czech word for cat so
1: <laughs> oh oh how clever so now Back in the day <laughs> right
0: so so uh daisy and kochka are now um playing together underground uh
1: yeah. Uh, oh God! Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, she li- like as we say, she lived a good long life, and I'm sure she got the shit petted out of her. So
0: she sure did.
1: Yep. <laughs> yep. And uh, I guess that wraps up people and cats who've died.
0: Yes, that is true. <laughs> <laughs>
1: people and cats who've died, died. yeah person i know that was a, i know that was a tough one for you because you know have a cat 14 years you you get attached sure
0: you know there, there you were know, there but, was some there were some tears shed of course
1: absolutely and i yeah. um i am an asshole who makes fun of things and so i'm sorry i did that but you know yeah. i have respect for for your feelings
0: all right thanks yeah. i mean you yeah know, sometimes yeah sometimes you just gotta you gotta let you got to let cats go. You you know sometimes you ha- you try to keep a cat a- or a pet as live as long as possible, but at some point it's your own selfishness that's keeping them alive, and they're not right. The, and their quality of life is not what it you know should be humanely. So you you got to make some hard decisions sometimes. So right, absolutely, that's it. Yeah. Oh, another thing I was yeah. going to mention: Wikipedia sure does like to post about horse uh, race horses that have died. I know, right? It's like all <laughs> the fucking
1: time, and they're always euthanized. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I realize when it's a race horse, and at a certain point, they they're not able to race anymore. But do they euthanize them? Because they're, I don't even know what a horse's lifespan is.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Seems
1: like it should be more because they're usually around ten or eleven, and I feel like a horse lives longer than ten or eleven years. But maybe. They don't. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know either. Um, Yeah,
1: maybe they don't. I don't know if being a racehorse takes it out of them and they don't live as long as other horses. I just don't know.
0: Well, that's true. Well, sometimes horses get injured while they're racing and they're euthanized right there on the track. Right. I've seen it before. At uh, Manor Downs, back when there still was a Manor Downs, uh, oh, went to wow. a horse race and yeah, some horse yeah they ended up having to euthanize it right there on the track. I mean they they pulled a and trailer like, up. F- I don't know. They they pulled a trailer to block everybody's view, but yeah. Then and, was
1: there a gunshot? And,
0: no, I they. Oh okay. Broadway, you know, they probably injected it with some chemicals or something. I don't know.
1: Oh, sledgehammer. Or
0: they used a silencer.
1: <laughs> right. Uh, oh, that, that's horrible. That's it, horrifying. Yeah. I was just going to go into a little riff about how, you know, I, you know, I'm not a pet person and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. But I think yeah. one thing that pets pets teaches kids sometimes about mm-hmm. death and and the, the 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 shortness of life and and the circle of life and all that good stuff. Yeah. Um. But I don't want to take a kid to a horse racing track and have them see a horse get put down. Well, I don't know. Maybe people don't take kids there. I don't know. Right. Yeah. If I. Yeah, if, you know, I've been to some, <laughs> some greyhound races. I've never seen a greyhound get put down. So
0: no, I don't think they <laughs> they I don't think they usually get injured to the point, you know, in their in dog races to where they have to. Yeah, it's just horses are so big, you know, they can freaking you know break a leg while they're running or right or uh who knows you know they push one of their forelimbs through one of their hooves that's some weird shit oh that sounds awful yeah it's crazy stuff uh whatever so yeah okay anyway but yeah if
1: you if you go on the people uh the people who died page i think i think it's like people who i don't even know what that page is called i've forgotten celebrities
0: um, who died in 2017
1: yeah yeah, every couple of weeks there's some racehorse that the, And it's always uh, this is The racehorse's name and it's always a weird name And you're like, who? And then you're like, oh, yeah. it's a horse I mean, And then it'll say it's like 10, 11, or 12 And then it'll be like euthanized
0: Yeah, and it's like some months, there's like one every freaking day
1: Yeah, yeah American so. racehorse or British yeah. racehorse Right, or, exactly
0: weird. Yeah, it is weird so Okay, now we're officially have closed the people who died segment Okay <laughs> No, I think, well, whatever Okay. So uh, um
1: I wanted to talk about, you know, um we since we recorded our last episode, you and mm-hmm. I have had two or three outings here around town. We did. Um and one of them you and I went and saw a movie called Beatrice at Dinner. Yes. At the new Austin Film Society screening theater, or whatever they call it, I think it's just called the AFS Theater. But I always want to call it the screening yeah. room for some reason. Yeah, but, um, and
0: they still call it, you know, uh, AFS Cinema at the Marquesa. Right. Yeah. And
1: what street is that? Do you remember what that street is, that it's on? Oh, geez, uh, I can't
0: either. <laughs> it's near Highland Mall area. Right. It's in the 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 Link shopping
1: center. Shopping center. Uh huh. Or yeah. Where v- is it? Vivo is that the name of the Mexican restaurant we went to? Right, Vivo, Vivo, yep. yeah, mm-hmm. near there. Yep. Um. So, really cool new thing in Austin. They're they're doing not only new independent films that they're showing there, but also a lot of art house and repertoire and and different things that repertory that they're whatever you want to call it right. that they're doing there. Mm-hmm. we saw um beatrice at dinner uh which they showed for a couple weeks every day um and um i loved it i thought it was really great food's yeah.
0: good oh yeah that, um yeah i got the uh what was it the egg salad on toast yeah that was awesome Those little
1: mu- with some of these really odd looking mustard seed
0: type it was like a Pickled—I don't know. I thought it was like it looked like pickled okra seeds um, on top of the uh, egg salad on toast. Whatever the case, it was it awesome, delicious, tasted delicious. Yeah. So I just yeah. got
1: popcorn and and Coke, which is you know what I want when I see a movie.
0: Hey, that's all you need. And uh, they they have really done a good job of renovating that theater. Um, it's great. And I they,
1: like it because it's very old school. It's not a. Uh, it reminds me of, you know, uh, a little bit of the Alamo when it first started. It's not, although they don't have servers there, mm-hmm. um, but it, it's just like I. So I went and saw after we saw Beatrice at dinner uh, the next weekend, I went and saw a Russian movie called uh, Shadows of Forgotten Ancestors. Right. which is one of those movies mm. I've always wanted to see. It was, and it's like, you can buy the DVD, but oh. I, when um, did, when I did just, that come out? Oh, like 75. It's an old movie. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. And it was, so not, not again, not to go off on a slope, but there was a, uh-huh. There was a documentary series on, I think it was on the BBC, called something like The History of Film or something. Mark Cousins put it together, and it it mm-hmm. was several episodes, and it spanned the all of cinematic history from early days till modern times. Wow. Um, Nice. And it's uh, so I bought it on TV. I watched it on TCM showed it once and I watched it and fell in love with it. And I and I bought it on DVD and watched it again. Uh-huh. And w- w- one of the movies that they um, talked about on there was Shadows of Forgotten Ancestors. And it just there was only like 30 second clip of it, but it just looked kind of interesting. And I, it always hmm. stuck with me. Now,
0: is is that movie still playing or have I missed? No, it?
1: they only showed it twice and actually shit okay yeah actually they were showing it so when you and i went and saw beatrix at dinner yes uh we went into the the theater they don't have sedadium seating it's very much like old school theaters right and they showed a few previews and then they showed the movie and it was pretty much not not the same as going to a a regular theater but i mean somewhat similar Mm -hmm. oh yeah when i went when I went and saw Shadows of Forgotten Ancestors, the the projectionist came out beforehand and adjusted. They showed some previews, and then this it stopped, and then this woman got up and and from Austin Film Society and talked a little bit, and the projectionist came down and adjusted the masking to get the the frame right for oh. the projection because it was on uh 35 millimeter, and um okay. so she like gave a little speech and then the reason they were showing Shadow of Forgotten Ancestors was that they were doing a, they're doing a series called Cinema Seance, um, which was movies kind of about death um, because they're showing this new film by David Lowry called a Ghost Story that we saw a preview for
0: oh yeah Mm -hmm.
1: looks really interesting um so they were so that's one of the things they've kind of done is just is the the, they're not only showing repertory films and older films and foreign films but some of them they're doing that as part of a series built around a new independent film that's come out
0: hmm okay Hmm.
1: so um So, yeah, I really uh, was excited to go, and, and it was a little bit different. It's the, the same but different when I went and saw that movie. Um, okay. But I, I, And I enjoyed it just as much as I enjoyed when we went and saw Beatrice at Dinner there. It was really uh, uh, an interesting way to see movies and a, a right. cool thing to support in Austin.
0: Yeah, now is the Austin Film Society the only place that you can see 35-millimeter prints projected? anymore or does the alamo alamo draft house still do Alamo
1: still has some 35 millimeter and a 70 millimeter projector okay i know they have a in fact this new movie that christopher nolan put out called dunkirk Mm -hmm. in 70 millimeter and i think the only place they have a 70 millimeter i could be wrong Is at the Ritz downtown because that's where we saw Hateful Eight in seventy millimeter. Remember? Yes. So, uh, um, and then I think the Paramount also has a a still has a thirty five millimeter, and I know they have a seventy millimeter projector because they show a few films every year in the summer in seventy millimeter.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 I I should have known that. Yeah, the Paramount would still be able to show yeah 35 and like you said 70 and uh yeah that's just a now, uh, it's just a dying breed and I, it, it just it worries me that you know one day that and it probably will be true you won't see there won't be such thing as films anymore or at least and right and new I releases mean, when we saw was,
1: uh, when we saw Beatrix at dinner uh it was it was digital projection right but but crystal freaking clear man it was oh. beautiful sure I well, mean the um the Russian film Shadow of Forgotten Ancestors was on thirty five, and mm-hmm. it was an older print, but it was it was in pretty good shape. It's, it's yeah. that movie is really cool. It's a really interesting. It's all it's set in like the eighteen hundreds. It's like a a, a village mm-hmm. that's like Carpathians, which I don't know much about. I don't understand. You know, my that's knowledge of that
0: kind of stuff is very limited. That's like but uh, that's like Romania.
1: Okay, yeah. a- and. So yeah, I don't even know where it was set, but mm-hmm. I know it was like a Carpathian village in the 1800s. So it was a lot of color, a lot of nature. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. just a really visually stunning film and then uh, afterwards I read that one of the things that people one of the things about it is that it's it's very um true to the history of what it would have been like to live at that time the Mm. the costumes and the props and different things were legitimate um uh, so historically it's kind of interesting too but i didn't even know that watching it i i kind of assumed because there are some things you know anytime you see a foreign film sometimes you'll see something where you're like is that a custom where over there or or, you know
0: (laughs) right yeah
1: like it starts with a funeral and they're and they're Uh, someone's running around collecting money, Mm -hmm. and you're never sure exactly why, and it's like, wonder what that custom is, you know?
0: To pay the (laughs) gravedigger?
1: Yeah, I don't think that's what it's for, but maybe to pay, I don't know if it was to pay the church, or to give money to the family, uh, you know, of the person who had died, or...
0: Oh, that's very likely, sure, of course.
1: Yeah, and you see that, and, you know, anyone, a lot of people watching the film... Mm-hmm. In the native country, of course, kind of know what that is because of their history and culture. Yeah. But sometimes when you see things like that in a foreign film in America, you're just left to kind of guess well, why that's going on.
0: That's kind of like here in the United States, so, you know, all your neighbors bring over a casserole. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of which, thing. Yeah. yeah.
1: Which may, you know, which may just stymie someone in. Another country, when they watch that movie, be like, "That's like, that something they do over there? What's with all the food? Yeah. <laughs> Why is someone bringing that ceramic dish over to their house when their dad died? I don't get it. Um, But it was a, it was a really interesting film. And, and hmm. uh, there's a couple other, you know, there's a movie out right now called The Little Hours, which is based on the Decameron and supposedly a really kind of a arty comedy that looks really interesting and um i'm Hmm. not i don't think i'm gonna get a chance to see it before it leaves town and Uh, and um that's high on my list and then of course right now they're showing a ghost story the david lowry film which Uh i know we showed some david lowry shorts on lube tv but i don't remember which ones
0: hmm okay we might have to uh research that and Yeah. yeah see what we it might was. have to do
1: some research on that and then see I bet some of them are on YouTube so maybe I can post some to the to the uh Facebook page.
0: Right, that may um, be the the quickest way to run across it for sure. Right. Okay.
1: And um then I want to see Dunkirk. People are saying it's fantastic, it, you know. One, it's got Harry Styles in it, so I'm already in, <laughs> but um Right, I want to see it, and I want to see it on seventy millimeter, and I hope I get a chance to do that before um it's not available on seventy millimeter in town anymore.
0: Right, I mean, uh, the whole story of Dunkirk plays very heavily in uh, British history, but I don't know a damn thing about it, and so I'm I'm curious just to to see it for historical purposes. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, and
1: they say it's good, and and yeah, you get the impression. It's for some reason I, I I don't think it's the same thing as storming the beaches of Normandy, but I think it's in in British history it's uh that kind of it's like something everybody knows. Dunkirk, I think mm-hmm. in something that probably uh, British school kids are taught about, but over here in America we know nothing about.
0: Yes, it's the story of the British repelling the Hun. I don't know. Yeah,
1: okay. I I thought you were reading that offline, and I'm like, no, I just.
0: I don't know. I think they refer to uh, Germany sometimes as the Hun. Oh, I'm not. I'm not sure why, but anyway, Hmm. or the Nazis, or maybe it's a World War One story. Is it a World War One story or a World War Two story? Well, I thought it was World War Two. But I could be wrong. Yeah, I could be wrong, too, um, with my assumptions. Um, But uh, I don't know. Hmm. Uh, If there were just a way that one could search for information like that.
1: Yeah, if only there was some sort of system somewhere (laughs) where you could look that kind of stuff up Mm -hmm. and be knowledgeable about it before you did a podcast. That would be so amazing!
0: Wow, yeah. Why? Why wouldn't?
1: And and okay. like something that like, you know that like you could pay some money and it would just be in your house all the
0: time. Okay. So it says the Battle of Dunkirk took place in Dunkirk, France, during the Second World War between the Allies and Nazi Germany.
1: Interesting. Okay. I'm already. I yeah. That's all I want to know. Okay. See, I also don't like to know too much about something before I go see a movie. Right. I don't like to read too much.
0: Yeah, I want to find out who—who who, who won <laughs> on my own. I don't want to. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, how'd that turn out?
1: <laughs> and I still want to—I still want to see Baby Driver because it's got that—that that guy with the hard name to say that was in The Fault in Our Stars, and he drives a car a lot, and apparently, play, there's music and car driving a lot of it in there. Mm. Baby
0: Driver. I, I don't know. It, I don't know that. What is Baby you Driver? Seen the, you do not see the ads for Baby Driver? Is it a, is it a baby driving a car? No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's a young. It's a young guy who drives a car, a, like a getaway car, and he's really good at it. So it's got a lot of car, hmm. Fast and Furious kind of car stunts in
0: it. Oh boy! And then, hmm? oh boy! And you you know how much I like the Fast and the Furious. <laughs>
1: well, the thing, the other thing. So the two other things are. A, a friend of mine saw it and said he's, you know, when they show him in the previews, he's always got earbuds in, listening to music. And a friend of mine who went and saw it said there's a lot of music, very music driven. Oh, but so the soundtrack.
0: Cool. Okay, yeah, it's got yeah. a good soundtrack. Cool, I like that. And
1: it, it's directed by uh, Edgar Wright, who who was one of the guy who directed like um, Shaun of the Dead and um, those films. Oh, um, cool. Uh, with right. um, Simon Pegg.
0: Okay, well, I, I'm on board then. If yeah, it's,
1: that's if it's, it's got a great director, so that makes it sure. even better. And then, of course, the boy driving the car is pretty. So,
0: <laughs> well, then there you go. Yeah. What else he's could not you a, possibly he's, want?
1: He's he's old enough to be acceptable to lust after.
0: Ah, he's not a baby, right? <laughs> I wonder why they call it baby driver then. Hmm. Because okay. he's young. Oh, I okay. Mean, All right. <laughs>
1: I, and i yeah i don't know if he goes by that name or that's the name they, the other guys give him or mm-hmm. not sure anson elgort is his name he was in the fault in our stars
0: Enson i know you haven't elgort? seen that movie no i haven't but i heard it was very good
1: i liked it but it's it's a teenage it's a young it's a ya tearjerker kind of a thing
0: oh that's right isn't it a love story between two people who are dying yes okay that's right yeah i remember and of course i'm going
1: to spoil it here OK, okay? Uh huh. Be- because, of course, it's like he's all vibrant and, you know, he's working with he's he's uh, recovering from they both have cancer. He's like recovering mm-hmm. from his cancer. He's real vibrant and active. And uh-huh. the girl he falls in love with, like has breathing tubes and and um, carries around oxygen all the time and seems really frail. So, of course, he's the one who dies.
0: Ah, see, it's a little twist at the end there. OK. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. wasn't expecting that at all. So who
0: plays the girl?
1: I think it's the girl. Now in my mind, I'm thinking it's the girl who. That's not who it is. Who is the goddamn girl in that?
0: Uh, Um, Julia Stiles. No, it's she's she's too too old. old. (laughs) Uh, I I know
1: can't even... Oh, is it... Oh, she has a funny name. It's not Shelley Ann Woolley. Uh, I'm Googling it. God damn it.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I was... We're just editing out this hemming and Holland. Don't worry about it.
1: Yeah, it is Shailene Woolley.
0: Say that again. You, you turn into a robot.
1: Shailene Woodley. Oh, okay. And, and his name is Anson Elgort. Okay. It's a cute movie. I mean, I, you know, people... My nephew always gives me a hard time because I like movies like that. And they are cheesy. Uh, there's a there's a good example of a cheesy movie. And of course, you know, part of the attraction of watching it is, you know, he's a nice looking guy.
0: Um, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I,
1: I like Laura Dern plays her mom. And it's kind of interesting because her mom's trying to be cool. Her mom knows she's going to die. So she's trying to be cool and let her kind hey. of, you know, her mom wants her to date, you know, kind of have a life and maybe even experience sex. And, sure, yeah. Um, I mean, what someone is, you know, is
0: terminal, why wouldn't you just let them do whatever they want?
1: Exactly, yeah. So There's mm-hmm. a little bit of that in there, and Lord Dern is great in it, of course, and she always looks fantastic. Yeah. Um, it, You know, I just bought on DVD. I haven't got it yet. Uh, Amazon's getting it to me right now. This uh, There's a movie that came okay. out a couple years, a uh, last year that was about, a. I think it's about a, a guy and a girl, and one of them lives on Mars in a colony, and then, hmm. or is it? Or is one of them in a bubble? I can't even remember what that movie's called. Boy but... in the
0: Plastic Bubble? No, I love that <laughs> movie, though. Who doesn't love that movie?
1: Right. Dude, when we recorded our last episode 48, our last Twin Peaks episode, uh-huh. yes. TC- TCM Turner Classic Movies for the first time was showing Ode to Billy Joel with Robbie Benson and Glynis... Glynis O'Connor?
0: Uh-huh.
1: I hadn't seen that movie in ages. And I, I was—I almost was like, can we record another time? Because, oh, Billy Joe is on. And I haven't seen <laughs> it for 15 oh. years. And I, I still remember when Robbie Benson goes, I've been with the man, which is a sin against God and nature.
0: <laughs> yes, I, I vaguely remember that movie. But, uh, yes, I do remember Robbie Benson's over-the-top uh, performance in it. He's so,
1: so I watched like the first 10 minutes of it while we were getting ready to record, and he's so adorable. I fell in love with him right away. Mm. No wonder she did.
0: Mm -hmm. Anyway. Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We really really got up on a slippery slope there.
0: We did. But that's, hey man, that's our bread and butter, dude.
1: It it, it is. (laughs) They they ought to call the show something about that.
0: Yes, they should. They should. Somebody ought to do that.
1: (laughs) Hey, should we talk about our trip to Luling?
0: Wow, shit uh we could we're already at two hours but uh we could (laughs) just just real briefly We okay let's do that and we'll we'll just close out the show then
1: then i have two other things but they can go fast okay all right or i can can talk about the two other things
0: um okay let's talk about two other things then
1: okay so uh did you see the um uh with with the new um with the san diego comic-con thing going on comic-con going on yes they released a new trailer for season eight of the
0: walking dead did you see that yet I did not see that yet. I saw that you had made mention of it on Facebook and I was like, what, what the fuck is he talking about? What's he talking about? Season eight. (laughs) Okay. All right, go ahead. I
1: posted them on Facebook on our, our Facebook page.
0: Uh huh. Right. Bree slope. Yes.
1: And so anyway, it's just, it's just scenes from the upcoming season with the battle between Negan and, well, first it starts with Negan and with one of the, I thought I hated Negan and that (laughs) he was poorly written and poorly acted. Uh Uh, it starts with Negan going, you got your shitting pants on? Cause, no, no. Oh, oh, God, yes, this is really how it starts. Because, okay. oh, boy, you're going to really shit your pants. Um, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. It's, uh, he's t- you know, because he's I don't even know who he's supposed to be talking to. Well, it's probably
0: um, taken verbatim from the comic book. So remember the source material.
1: Yeah, I have to sometimes because I yeah. hate Negan so much and think he's so poorly written. Anyway, <laughs> then, they, then there are several scenes of the upcoming season of them going to war with Negan, and okay. you see, you see Rick kind of make a speech, you see Maggie kind of make a speech, you see King Ezekiel kind of make a uh, little bits and pieces, you know, and and it's a it's like a five or six maybe even eight minutes of a trailer. It's a it's a lot of stuff in there. Okay. Way too much, in my opinion. Way, far too many kind of s- almost spoilers, but not quite. Okay. But they're trying to build up, you know. Right. Then it says The Walking Dead Season 8, and you think it's over, but mm-hmm. no. It it cuts to like a, a room, and there are, there's a cane in the corner, and there are flowers, and it looks like a hospital room. And there's Rick with... A long gray beard waking up in a hospital bed.
0: What? Yeah! What the hell? What oh. is that about? Wow, maybe it turns out he was in a coma the whole time and dreamed it all.
1: Well, that's what we always thought, but I don't <laughs> think they would do that because there's yeah. they're not going to... Uh, Tele- the first; they're not going to show that if that's how it really ends. And if they did that, it would be the end of the series. And they're not going right. to end the series after eight seasons. I don't think.
0: Well, maybe he's having a dream about a dream, and it's none of it's true.
1: Right. Well, <laughs> and I don't. I you know me. I hate a lot of spoilers, but there's. I read a little bit online, and then I stopped reading. Something about something happens in the comics, and I think in the comics, does he lose a leg? Do you know? I thought he lost a hand. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Um, no, it's Carl who loses a hand. I don't know. I don't anyway, know. apparently something happens in the comics and they said the cane was a symbol of that, was a uh, hint or whatever you want to call it about that. Okay. Um, All right. So. so, he may but I mean it's funny because the hospital bed he's in is very looks very clean and modern and and oh. you know.
0: Hmm. Maybe it's a flash forward.
1: Right, right. Well, that's the other thing, too, because they they said something about a flash forward in time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Anyway, it was really interesting. I was like, hmm, okay. what's that about?
0: Yeah. Hmm. And kind
1: of surprising that they threw it on there.
0: All right. Well, it, n- yeah. Okay. Sure,
1: now I've sure got to watch build, the clip. Yeah. Sure builds up your interest. That's for sure. Even though right. I don't think The New Walking Dead starts until October or something.
2: Hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I've got the dates written down somewhere. Okay. And then the other thing I just posted and right before we started recording was yeah. uh, out of San Diego Comic Con, there was a new trailer for season two of Stranger Things. Oh, cool. And it right. looks interesting. Boy, I I thought ah oh, they've kind of done all they could do. What more could they do? No, it's it and it seems like it's definitely a continuation of the story. What happens to is I can't remember was it Will was that the boy who was in the upside down?
0: Um sure. Or, well,
1: yeah. <laughs> I can't <laughs> it, remember. You know, I might definitely have to, st-
0: Yeah, I might have to do a refresher viewing. Yeah, of, I'm going to have least, to too. At least it's the defi- last several episodes, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's just it's it's definitely the continuation of his story. He comes back to his town. And as we kind of as they hinted at the end of the series, you know, Mm -hmm. he goes into the bathroom and it and something looks weird to him, like the upside down. And it's definitely a continuation of that where he's reality keeps switching back between the upside down and reality.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay,
1: or his reality or whatever. So anyway, the, the clip looks really cool. Hmm. Um and uh, Winona Ryder is in it. All the kids that were in the original are in it, so it
0: okay. it,
1: it looks great.
0: Hmm. All right, well, I I look forward to the return of that. Yeah, that was that was a great. The first season was amazing. So uh, I just hope the second season could be that and more.
1: The preview certainly seems to. I mean, I was excited by the preview. The preview certainly seems to be all that and more. So nice. uh, I'm, of course, you know anything could be edited to seem great but it it definitely (laughs) made me really excited about seeing more of it and i think it i think season two premieres on october 22nd maybe somewhere in october Mm. um and and whether they're gonna do didn't they when they posted it last time they posted it all at once now
0: yes that's yeah that's their that's their mo modus operandi um, yes, that they release <laughs> all episodes at once on, on Netflix, true.
1: Yeah, That. so maybe that's what they'll do, maybe it isn't, I don't know. But um, yeah. it, it, it definitely makes you hunger to see it, so I'm mm-hmm. excited that that's coming. Yeah. All right, so, man. All
0: right. Good so, episode. Yeah, it was a good episode. I mean, this is the kind of episode that we've done in the past that jumps all over the map and not just focusing in on one thing like we did with the uh, Twin Peaks. Of course, there are more, obviously more Twin Peaks based episodes that we're going to be doing, but we just have to let people know who aren't necessarily as gung ho about Twin Peaks as we are that we're we're still doing regular episodes of A Slippery Slope. It's just we've also yeah. got peppered in all this Twin Peaks stuff for all you Twin Peaks fans out there. What do you think about that, we are, huh?
1: We're loving watching Twin Peaks. Oh my and gosh! It's yes, really fun to sit with you and talk about it after each episode and kind of comb through it and Mm -hmm. uh, recap it and and more than recap it discuss our ideas and thoughts about it and but also recap it and i'm really loving it
0: yeah we we are we are fanboying the hell out of uh we are (laughs) twin peaks for sure okay so yeah great episode so uh i guess we can just close this puppy out and say well hang on aren't you gonna uh do
1: an oblique strategy
0: Oh, oh, see, it's been so long since we've done a regular episode that I, for- I got, almost forgot about Oblique Strategies of the week. I
1: got grotesque tables too, right here, man.
0: Oh, okay, all right. Well, let me <laughs> let me pull one from the deck. But uh, do, we right. any, do we have any? We have any questions uh, for it? Uh, um, is
1: Lynch going to be able? Lynch and Frost going to be able? Well, that's a Twin Peaks question. Yeah, that's a Twin I Peaks
0: question. Well, um, uh, is Stranger
1: about? Things going to be as fucking amazing as it seems?
0: Ah, I like that. Is Stranger Things gonna be as amazing as it seems? As fucking amazing. As fucking amazing as it seems. <laughs> Will the second season be? Yeah. And and uh, and and, and <laughs> Oblique Strategy says which parts can be grouped? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> oh my god. Oh.
1: Grotesque Grotesque okay. Tables two says add unease. Oil, <laughs> <laughs> I think they've definitely added some unease oil to Stranger Things. It looks yes. fucking amazing, man.
0: Nice, okay.
1: Yeah, so. dude, mm-hmm. it's a great episode.
0: Yeah, I enjoyed the I, hell out of it.
1: I didn't. We didn't even get to talk about Fear the Walking Dead and Nick's new hair.
0: Oh, that's true. <laughs> we didn't. And about um, yeah, uh, Jeremiah, Jeremiah's head in a bag. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) dude, hey, that was
1: that ended. I was really impressed with the season three that we've seen so far.
0: Yeah, it was great. I mean, at first, we thought it was going to be very formulaic, but they uh they changed our minds.
1: They did. very, yeah. yeah. By the third episode I was in, and, you know, mm-hmm. bringing back Daniel was definitely a great idea, but I, I was really impressed with what they did. Anyway. Right. Yes. Maybe at some point we'll talk some more about that once Twin Peaks is over and we have more time.
0: Okay. Sounds good. All right. All right, so, right man. So now I'm just going to go ahead and entreat our listeners to slide in next week for another fabulous episode of A Slippery Slope. Stranger Things. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I didn't yeah. have anything that came to mind.
0: Hey, that's great. That's fine, so...